And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. Um, I'm Mickey Brennan, I'm joined by Brian Kelly, David Rispin, uh, made it back from Galway, and uh, for, the, for the podcast, fair play to him, and uh, we have Kieran Flynn as well from uh, the County Board, PR, me, PRO. Uh, David, just fair play to you, showed your dedication, yeah. made yourself available for uh, the podcast tonight, love that. You really, that's that's dedicated. I, under, I understand you boys couldn't <laughs> feel without me, so I, I had to come back for this one. <laughs> yeah, um, we will be getting back to uh, to, to the reason for that uh, later on. And lads, just as we are um, going live, you know, we, we listen to that intro every week and uh, the last part of it is, uh, uh, and Sam McGuire is handed to Graeme Garrity and me that are uh, the football champions again. And I suppose in the week that's in it, uh, after the curtains came down on Mead's Super 8's um, exploitations this year, I suppose it's probably, uh, without going too far into it, because we will be um, uh, um, reviewing um, the Mead game uh, against Kerry later on, but um, I suppose, uh, David Rispin, yeah. you probably don't remember the glory days of Mead football, you would have been too young for it, but... Uh, Having seen the Super 8's performances and seen the performances of this Mead team this year, you know, things are looking up and maybe it won't be too long until uh, an RTE pundit is saying uh, live on the Sunday game uh, that uh, Mead are the football champions once again. No, hopefully it won't be. It's been um, it's been difficult for the last 10 or 15 years, particularly for the younger generations of yeah. Mead fans, which I suppose I probably still am. <laughs> I, as you said, I wouldn't remember 96 or 99 um, or really 2001, you know, the beaten finalists. But um, I definitely think there's huge strides been made this year. And, um, you know, as Andy will say later on, it hasn't just been kind of this year. It's been kind of happening for the three years, but it's kind of only starting to bear fruit now this year. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think the Super 8s has been, has been really good. I know the results haven't been there and stuff, but realistically, that would have been... A little, a little bit of a bonus for us this year I think the performances yeah. was the main thing and that we didn't get it I won't say embarrassed but you know bet well in all the games we were competitive in all the games we played and stuff and I think the players learned from a huge huge amount from it and uh, hopefully take it into next year in Division 1 football yeah absolutely and uh, it's just been a f- fantastic year and 
you know, there's pride back in the Mead jersey, which is great to see. And and, and uh, hello to all our listeners that are listening live on Periscope on the old Twitter. If you can uh, maybe uh, give it a share on your page as well, um, on your profile, and just let all of the Mead supporters know that we are going live with the with the podcast here. It will be available to download on all of the usual platforms. But uh, Kieran Flynn, you're just on Periscope there, and a uh, good few people tuned in already your way. Yeah, and with a few questions in already, so some of them are mad to get going. Keith with Simons, uh, Cormac Brady, there's two in already. Uh, Keith is saying, quick question, is Brian Menton underrated in this mid team, in your opinion? Uh, Cormac straight away says no. Then Keith <laughs> comes in and says, plus, some achievement for Shane Walsh to get on the Hogan Sand Team of the Week on his debut at 19 years of age. Yeah, absolutely so. brilliant. And uh, what we might do is we might take a note of them and we will come back to those questions later on when we are uh, reviewing the Super 8s and Meets Year as well. on file in the filing cabinet. <laughs> <In the> filing <laughs> cabinet. You keep them on file, hey. Um, on this week's podcast, we're going to be doing the Club Knockout Tournament results. We'll be doing uh, the Mead Ladies Camogues, uh, the Mead Ladies Footballers, uh, the Club Hurling. There's been Club Hurling um, Championship on uh, this weekend. The Mead Under-16s were out in the Jerry Riley Tournament. We have Junior Championship results from Group C, and there was one game last week in uh, Group B of the Junior Championship uh David Rispin. And uh, then obviously we will be um, looking at the Super 8's uh, final game for Mead against Kerry uh, taking place Park Tolchin last Saturday uh, evening. And we have some exclusive reaction from uh, Marky Brennan uh, making his debut for the Mead Seniors um, in Championship Football uh, between the sticks. Uh, Mickey Burke, uh, a long-serving uh, player for Mead, he's given it his all, and uh, uh, Brian Kelly caught up with him, and then David Rispin also caught up with Andy McEntee at the final whistle. We'll also be previewing all the club championship uh, that is back underway next week. It's absolutely brilliant because as the curtain comes down, as I said, on Mead's year, um, the Mead senior footballer's year, um, the curtains open for the club championship. So what we might do is we might go to the knockout tournament results from uh, during the week there. Um, and the first one we have up there is the Taljan Cup Kieran Flynn. Uh, I might give out the results for this one, and uh, we can come back to them then in a moment. Uh, for 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 uh, come back for some reaction from our from our panel here. Oh, the Tolchin Cup. <laughs> you keep him. And grab him there, Kieran Flynn. Don't let him go anywhere. Oh, uh, no, be the first to me disappear when needed. Saint <laughs> <laughs> Vincent's two ten. Cortown seven points um, and in the other semi-final of the Tolchin Cup it was St. Ulton's 12 points Minalti 11 points the uh, Bohemian team there coming away with a one point one point victory over uh, Minalti while the uh, other uh, uh, Bohemian team came away red-faced uh, after a nine point defeat to uh, St. Vincent's and Kieran Flynn I suppose looking at that now it's going to be an Ulton's Vincent's final probably you know uh, the two uh, best teams in that Tolchin Cup, um, and showed their worth uh, during the week in the two semi-finals. Absolutely, and probably a testament to the players for uh, Saint Vincent's and Saint Ulton's really that they showed probably the true grow for their club and their their area and their passion to probably made themselves available where we belong and all the new GA yeah. manifesto very much rich in them two clubs and. Lads might have indulged in the crack later that week, but they made sure to get on the field and win the game first. And 
they're um, credit to their clubs and parishes and absolutely. families and relations and grannies and granddads and everyone like that you know yeah yeah they're, 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 I'm sure the parish the people of the parish are proud of them um, Cortown 7 points St Vincent's to 10 Brian Kelly uh, <laughs> Brian Kelly uh, it's a disappointing result for uh, Cortown in that one there yeah it was actually something that I found quite interesting last week they played twice against St Vincent's yeah the first team lost by the same margin I think as the reserves so I'm not quite sure that says with the lads who went to Galway <laughs> I don't know maybe Dave you can explain it, 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 it's very good consistency from St Vincent's actually to win the two games by nine points with their first team out on the first day and then more of a reserve team out on the second day yeah, yeah played to them. absolutely and uh, David Rissman is supposed to be rude not to go to you uh, your neighbours are in the finals in Dalton's a good win over Minalty by a pint yeah I wasn't at we had junior, Why we not we had junior D that night oh, I was actually on management D. duty okay. so um, <clears throat> yeah that didn't go too well either. <laughs> but, uh, now, I was talking to a couple of lads that were at it, and um, in fairness to Minolte, who took an awful bit of an awful beating against Beliver last week in the championship, they bounced back extremely well, and they put themselves in a position where I, I don't know actually how they ended up losing the game, but they were eleven seven up, you know, with time running out, and they actually conceded the last five points and lost by twelve points to eleven, I think it was. Um, but by all accounts, I think it was a much improved performance from Minority. Um, you know, the, I I still can't get my head around the Beliver game and the scoreline. Possibly yeah. it was more of a blip, or I'm not really sure what what went on there. But it's good to see that they they bounce back and they put in a really good performance against an Ulton's team who are really flying. It has to be said, um, three from three in the championship, going well and and into the Tottenham Cup final now. But I think they were lucky to get out of um. Where was the game? Karen Ross, possibly. I think they were lucky to get out of there with a win against uh, against Minolte, but um, It was in Kilmainham, yeah. It was in Kilmainham. Yeah. Um, they lost Ronan Breslin, but they had Mark Allen back, who's a big player for them. Uh, and they were after losing Darren Kavanagh too to a crucial injury, which will be a big blow to them for the rest of the championship and probably and the Tottenham Cup final. final. Um, but they got the job done eventually. Would have been a stronger test than they would have expected, but they, they will meet St. Vincent's in the final. Yeah, and it'd be rude not to go to you for uh, your own club. St. Vincent's 2-10, Corten 7 points. That game was invective. You were in Galway. Um, <laughs> I did any winners in Galway. <laughs> You yeah. did. I'd better did. look at Galway. Yeah. You'd better look at Galway. Yeah. Um, and and, and uh, what did you hear about the game? Uh, not much. <laughs> not much. <laughs> yeah, there's no match report. I think this week. No. Um, I, I look at it in fairness to the boys. You know, we we were put in a position, um, a difficult position, three games in four days, and it would have been very easy for us to just throw the hands up and you know give Vincent's the win. But we managed to muster together, I think, seventeen or eighteen players now. Um, some yeah. of them wouldn't be the most. Uh, Jesus, what's the word? But uh, how do you hang and not hang your teammates? No, like in fairness to them, they, they'd never see you stuck. And like we've spoke before here on on the podcast about walkovers and stuff, and it's it always is the last resort for us, you know, unless we literally have no other option. But the lads went out and give a good account of themselves. In fairness, the guys that were there, and by all accounts, I think there was a few lads who put their hands up for selection um, next week against Unsaney with their performances in the Talton Cup. So it's not all bad. I think that there could be some good coming out of it. Hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to move on to the corner bone. Yeah, uh, Blackhall Gale seven points, Ballinabracky eleven points in their semi final. Ballinabracky back in another final. That's two finals from two so far this year between League and uh, <clears throat> Cornabonia. And in the other semi final, it was Delique Bellyston twelve points, Dundery eight points. That was a a hard game to call. It was supposed beforehand, but uh, it was Delique Bellyston who came out with the victory there, David Risman. 
Yeah, Delique Bellustown are going extremely well. Um, finished the league ever so well too. And um, they actually meet Dundry this weekend in the championship. So that result could be significant too when it comes to um, you know, playing them this week. Yeah. Dundry, I think, have still a few lads unavailable through injuries and um holders and stuff like that. But Delique in fairness consistently good and I think they're gonna be definitely in the running for um, major honours in the championship and obviously in the Talton Cup now as well because they're going into the final but um, big win probably more so bragging rights but also you know good to get into the final from their aspect yeah uh, Brian Kelly Blackhall Gales and Balnebracchi 11 points for Balnebracchi 7 points for Blackhall Gales and Balnebracchi continuing that drive this year yeah they're they're an excellent outfit um, I said at the start of the year that I thought they'd go far and the intermediate maybe even be winners um, they probably had the benefit of the league final the previous Friday to have sharpened them up whereas Blackhall wouldn't have had as much action lately and that's that would have had a big impact I presume on the game but I know the Blackhall Gales club were um, on a side note were very impressed with the facilities in Clannard St Vinian's Park yeah I know maybe they're trying to gloss over the result but they were fulsome in their praise of Clannard's facilities what's their toilet roll <laughs> that was the problem when news went down there yeah, earlier in the year. Just yeah. the bog standard dressing them, you know. <laughs> boom, boom. And just we have to welcome Fergal Lynch is after joining us, good friend of ours in the podcasting universe. Ah, uh, good evening, Fergal, and <laughs> welcome to the We Are Mead podcast live on uh, Periscope. And uh, if there is anybody out there listening in live on Periscope, which there is a good few, if you have any uh, comments you want to make or any questions you have for uh, the lads here in the pod, uh, don't be afraid to tweet them to us. We are keeping an eye on. Uh, Twitter the whole time during the podcast we'll move on now to the Fesh Cup semi-finals and uh, in the first of the semi-finals it was Ratote taking on Gail Column-Kill and uh, similar to Ballon Bracky, Gail Column-Kill getting through to their second final of the year back through to a Fesh Cup final having won the league final only a few weeks ago uh, against Navan O'Matneys Gail Column-Kill two goals and nine Ratote one goal and three and that's some statement of intent from uh, uh, Gail Column-Kill Simon's doing two goals and six Summerhill one goal and 16 again another statement of intent there from Summerhill with a, um, a huge victory there over Simonstown beating them by 19 points to 12 and uh, the other game was 15 points to 6 a 9 point victory for Gail Colm Kill and Kieran uh, Flynn your father would have taught a lot of them lads in Gail Colm Kill yeah <laughs> I think it's uh, <laughs> it's readily known I think around the the Mead GA grounds that all the good lads from Kells were taught by my father. Well, that's true, that's, that's true. But again, look a word for the lads. Two goals and nine to one goal and three. Um, they're just flying at the moment. And, uh, you know, the, the, to put Rato to the sword like that is is um, pretty convincing. And it should send out some alarm bells for teams uh, who will be playing against Kells in the championship. Yeah, it just showing you Kells really are going somewhere. Like the last few years, they've been really building up We've talked about the progress they've made, getting to the knockout fixtures, getting to knockout cup league finals. It's really showing you like they really have the 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 Keegan as their target. Like that's what they want, and that's what they're aiming for this year. And I think they're going to be they'll be a hell of a good team that's going to stop them. Yeah, because we know like how intense they play their game, but they play it with a tactical kind of prowess. So it's not just bug and the ball into the full forward and that. Like there's good lads like the Beano. We've talked about a lot, Seamus Matthewmore. But even as I could say, Shawnee Curran there at centre forward mightn't be a headline every week. But like he's such a good footballer, getting up and down the field, carrying the ball. Like so, there's lads like that, and the likes of Martin Barrett or something coming off the bench who's a, a veteran at this stage. Probably is a nice way of putting it. 
like he's another great kind of technically gifted footballer yeah we have a comment in there from the one and only Fergal Lynch um, uh, just in the door from Trim uh, sorry just in the door from Trim Robin Kiltail oh, sorry Blackall Gales in the Senior Hurling Championship I need a cure for the insomnia well don't you worry about that Ferg we are that cure <laughs> and you're going to be asleep like a baby in no time at all and uh, it'll be just like a lullaby for you so yeah, well, this Mags, podcast Mags another friend of the podcast ah, hello laughing. Mags and Mags if you have any if you have any comments just uh, send them in uh, uh, if you have anything to say about the game from the weekend I know you had a few questions for the lads there uh, in the last couple of days about players on that Mead team so if you have any more don't be afraid to send them in um, we're going to move on now Simonstown uh, and uh, Summerhill very convincing victory from uh, Summerhill and David Rispin you weren't at that game so you won't be able to comment on that uh, <laughs> but Simonstown Simonstown missed a lot of players Summerhill missing a lot of players um, but it just shows you like you know Summerhill and Kells two teams definitely to watch this year in the Senior Championship yeah I think Summerhill have regained a lot of their form and confidence in the last couple of weeks which is probably timely because you know they are under a little bit of pressure now considering they're starting the Senior Championship to get a couple of results now yeah. so they seem to have picked it up and they're actually still short a few guys obviously the, the Ryan Twins Barry Dardis has been missing uh, Shawnee Dalton's injured at the moment as well so it's not as if they're at full strength they have key, they took key a, they, men to come back in yeah they took a couple of injuries actually in that game against uh, um, Simonstown uh, mm. is it Michal Byrne in the middle of the field yeah. and uh, Caelan Young uh, right. both went off in the first half of that game Caelan Young's looked like a nasty enough injury I hope you uh, wish him the best and uh, wish him a speedy recovery and Michal Byrne as well um, David Dalton was exceptional ran the show yeah. and uh, you know he was the, he was their link man he was their go-to man and uh, I have to say he played absolutely outstanding yeah new new position for him too midfield. I think yeah into yeah. midfield yeah so he started the year at full forward played all his football there last year as well but he's look at he's, he's pretty much been all over the the place um you know as regards football or positioning you know throughout the years but i suppose maybe just a question for yourself um would it be a cause for concern in simonstown that the manner of the defeat possibly going into the championship yeah well look i i've slagged you enough about galway um uh, i really am not a big fan of it and there was a lot of talk and there was a lot of um i suppose uh, before the match lads were probably maybe lads were thinking about their few days away in Galway and you know just let it get away from them um, there was stern words after the game and, and rightly so it was a very good per- first half performance from uh, Simonstown um, uh, they missed a lot second half it was way below par no we were missing a load of players and we did have a few injuries and stuff like that so uh, it's I don't think it's anything to get concerned by but I, if I was uh, a member of any club I'd be concerned about the amount of people that went to Gal to Galway a week and a half before championship, but that's just my. I think, I think that's just my. Yeah. That's just my thing. But I like think they should move the Galway races. To be honest with you, yeah, they yeah. should move them to bloody Japan or something so they don't. They We'd don't still affect. go. <laughs> yeah, he's probably would. That's the problem. So it is. But, a uh, question in from Keith Simons. He's just wondering: Was Connor Frayne back? Was he playing? Yeah, Connor Frayne came off the bench and kicked three points. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he did indeed. So that answers that question. He's that back. answers that Believe one. That. He's back. Yeah, Connor Frayne is back. Um, his brother actually. We'll talk about yeah, his, Jerry Riley. That's Riley and the Jerry Riley. Um, we'll move on now. Anyway, from uh, that's the club knockout tournaments. They're all at finals uh, stages now. We've no fixtures for them yet, do Not we? Just the planner. So you know, we don't really have fixtures for any. Probably Christmas. Today. When are they down? <laughs> when are they due to be playing the planner? It's not a thing at the 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 the
Well, it, it all depends on, on how far the teams go, I suppose, in championship. Yeah, well, when both teams are in championship. Well, all those teams are going to go far into the championship, I think, nearly, aren't they, realistically? Uh, yeah, the Ultons are playing against Minolti. Minolti. Oh, Minolti's um, uh, Vincent's, Vincent's play. Vincent's play. Vincent's play Aboy, actually, sorry. Aboy Rakan. Sorry, don't get to No, Vincent's play St. Ultons. Well, this one about the final. The oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about the Vincent's play Oltons in the Torchon Cup yeah, yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. They're playing um, the Champions Gail Cullum Kill plays Summerhill. Both in semi-final or finalists, potentially. Both with dual players. And yeah. Balnebracki take on Delique Bellustin in the corner of the final. That could be an intermediate final. Balnebracki are struggling big time in the Championship. They need results and they need them fast. Just the moral of the story, kids, don't be planning your holidays around the Knockout Cup finals. <laughs> and and remember, kids, as well. Gal- Galway is bad. Galway is Galway bad. Is bad. Um, we'll move on I, now. I think it's uh... yeah. We well, had a great time, Clint. <laughs> that's the that's the knockout. Yeah, well, Gal- Galway is great in moderation. No, K- yeah. Kieran Flynn's not a footballer, so you know I'm he's a, a, he's a player. Oh, he's a retired footballer. I tell you what, he is. What he's a bad influence. That's <laughs> what he is. This is a one and all, baby. And I just give. I tell you, that's pot kettle black anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, Camogie. Uh, we're going to go to the ladies Camogie, uh, the, the Mead ladies Camogie uh, uh, team. They were in a relegation playoff against Wexford. Um, Brian Kelly or, or sorry Kieran Flynn you've the result of that it was played last Wednesday it was played down the country it was in Clane in County Kildare and Mead lost uh, yeah, it was 4-13 to 4-9 but it wasn't like that was that was a very tight game we talked about the yeah. previous there were level game. on numerous occasions in this game and even in the, in the last few minutes Mead had a, a rally they scored 1-3 at the very end and basically Wexford didn't score for the, for the last few minutes I think it was about 7 or 8 minutes they didn't score so I think really Mead were pushing them and pushing them and pushing them but it just just wasn't enough, and Mead, as we talked before, just a step too far. Really, like they, they gave it a great shot. Like that's a fact, and they definitely come back. Like the likes of Clare and Tipperary playing Mead games, like the margins are so fine. Like you know what I mean. Like the difference at that level compared to what they were doing, you know what I mean. Like it's a totally different ball game. You know what I mean. Like yeah, uh, look, uh, they've been very unfortunate. The Mead uh, Camogues this year, they've only lost a couple of games. Or sorry, they've lost. Uh, uh, a few of their championship games by 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 small margins. Kieran, well, just at the Vincent's uh, Arcat, the official account just logged in there and they just missed us giving them a great talk up. Of, what a of shame! Of the two games. So but don't worry, back. you'll be able to catch up on uh, the podcast um, uh, through SoundCloud and all through the all the usual platforms as well. We're now out on Go Loud and we're in tune we're in. on TuneIn Radio as well. So you can get your Alexa to listen to the podcast. So you can now. get your Alexa to listen to the podcast. Is right. Um, but going back to the Camogues, um, you know they 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 lost out by small margins in a lot of their championship games this year there was only one maybe two games that they got against uh, the really top teams against like, yeah. the really top teams so they're not far off they've come back to intermediate so there should like, be great again, hope of an intermediate championship next like, year if you go back to the mid 2000s I think it's around 2007 or I think it was 2008 like that team is after winning All-Ireland Junior B Junior A Intermediate plus League Division 4 3 and 2 in that about 10 years from 2008 yeah. to 2018 2017 so that's very respectful. That's some going, like, and we're getting ourselves up to the top table. So, just probably need a few more to come up from minors and twenty ones and etc. Like yeah, they're not far off. Um, no. you know, as I said, they, they, in a few of their games, the 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 senior championship, they only lost by a couple of points. So, um, they're back in intermediate next year. So we would be hoping that they can go strong and win another intermediate um camogie championship, and that'd be great for for the ladies. We're going to move on now to the middle ladies footballers. 
which Davy Rispin will be coming into, uh, was the All Ireland qu- Intermediate Quarter Final, <laughs> and uh, Davy Rispin, you have some notes from Tom O'Connor. <laughs> And the scoreline on this one was Mead, four goals and 15, Wexford, three goals and 14. And uh, that game was played in Cretchard in Leash. And Mead getting revenge for um, their Leinster final loss to Wexford. Yeah, thanks a million again for Tom uh, for supplying these notes. You know, it really is much appreciated. Um, so I'll just read out what Tom says. So he says there was a good win for the Mead ladies, winning on the scoreline of, as you said, 4.15 to 3.14. A great team performance and much better... Um, display after losing to Wexford in the Leinster final only a couple of weeks ago he says Emma, Emma Duggan got a hat-trick of goals before going off injured after she collided with the post when finishing off <clears throat> the follow-up on a rebound to her penalty Vicky Wall also impressed up front with great point-taking as we've seen from me daily actually last week that the, some of the point-taking was outrageous um, Avian Cleary player of the match in midfield making the danger player for Wexford and constantly marking the danger player sorry from Wexford and constantly making runs through the Wexford defence <clears throat> sorry um, while also getting up onto the score sheet herself there was also a half an hour hold up as Erla Duff went off injured um, in an ambulance after landing on her head after, after making a great interception um, I think she was actually um, she's actually okay as well uh, so Monica McGurk and goals again two world class saves she's up times. week in week out Monica yeah. McGurk um, others who impressed on the day were Kelsey Nesbitt, Manga Tyne, um, into the All Ireland semi final now um, against Ross Common um, on August seventeenth in Nolan Park. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh, and the lads just have to tell a joke, but uh, uh, well, using using sign language, but anyway, um, there's an injury on that Mead ladies team and two uh, I think and they face Roscommon in the All-Ireland semi-final um, Roscommon team that they beat twi- twice this year already mm. I believe um, so that that would bode well for them it, yeah it does and probably you know rebounding after that defeat to Oxford before is significant too you know they've recovered well and even after the Tipperary game which was probably I won't say it was a defeat they expected but they probably you know would have accounted for you know, probably losing to Tipperary because on paper they are the strongest team in, in that grade. So yeah. um I think as you said they'll probably look to the two previous meetings against Roscommon with and take great heart from it. But as you've seen, you know, at this stage of the championship it can be a completely different um game to the one you played previously. So they'll have to be on their guard and not be complacent. And do we have a fixture for the uh, semi final against yeah, Roscommon? We do. So it's um it's in Nolan Park on August seventeenth against Roscommon. I don't have a time but that's that's the date. Um and just when I'm on the ladies, actually on the ladies football, I'll come to the fixtures for this week's championship. Um, the club championship for the club championship, which is resuming um, this Wednesday. So in the senior, you have Oldcastle versus Simonstown at eight. I'd imagine the first team is going to be at home here, which it is probably because Ultons are at home against Nafine at half seven. Centrestown versus Dunboyne at seven thirty. Tasty won that, yeah. and St Michael's versus Boards Mill. Tom O'Connor's um, who's in charge of St Michael's. He's got them in Carlinstown at quarter to eight on Wednesday. Then in the intermediate, Summerhill versus Clannagale at half seven. Dunmore Ashburn versus D Rangers at eight. Retold versus Royal Gales at half seven, and Dunsany versus Colin Kills. That's in Pilltown. That one, not in Dunsany. At Just eight. back on the senior one. Did Oldcastle win the senior championship two years ago or lose the final? Was it? 
the was it two years ago? Yeah, the, the one the final two years yeah, ago. Two, yeah, the one. So, so last year's uh, uh, winners yes. against the the 2017 mm. winners in 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 that round. I'll just I'll just give in it in Millbrook. That'll be a good yeah, game as well. Junior A as well. St Pat's versus Waterstown half seven. To League Bellies turn versus Moyle at uh, seven forty five. Screen versus Navan O'Mahony seven forty five. Um, and that's all the rest are. Yeah, that's all I have for the moment. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, great to see as well that the ladies are back up and running in their club championship. And Kieran Flynn has a couple more. Now just one thing again, we mentioned it last week's podcast. Just congratulations, Abby Donnelly from Comesson represented the Mead Camogie up in the Cooley Mountains at the Puck Father. Yeah, she's supposed to have done very well. She didn't win it out, unfortunately. But Abby's very young and she'll have a lot more chances to do it. But there's been great uh, history. I think Dinny, her grandfather, represented Mead way back when, when I think the mountains weren't even put in. And then the father, uh, Miley, won it, I think, or he was very close to winning it, I think, in the 90s or 80s, so it's brilliant to see. Absolutely. Um, great to see. Uh, the the Sorry, you've got a, another one there from... Uh, I'm just saying welcome, Anthony Miles is listening there. Nice to have a good listen, Anthony. Obviously, a great meat footballer in his day and club footballer. Absolutely. And a great analyst at the moment. So. And now manager of Dunchoclin as well. Yeah. yeah, we haven't slated them yet, so we already can say listen up for that. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in the club section, the club championship review later on. Um, uh, uh, we'll be doing that after we go to Mead's game yeah. against the And Super then just Rates. one final note then on the ladies' football as well. Uh, just a note, because uh, we mentioned her loads of times before, but uh, Megan Tyne obviously plays for Clemesson and Dunsany. She represents the Mead, Camogie and footballers. But just kind of on a side note, like Dunsany's Ladies Football Club nearly folded a few years back, and it's kind of her journey as a footballer is kind of can be seen probably a lot through actually her mother. Mother uh, Dawn was was chairwoman in the club. She's actually from England, like she'd never seen Gaelic football in her life, and she married over there and came over. And two years ago, she actually won the Leinster uh, LGFA Volunteer of the Year award. Like she just shows you Dawn, who listens to the podcast every week. So shout out to Dawn Tyne. It's it's great stuff. Like that she can basically keep a club alive. Then the likes of Megan can go represent Mead and win championships. She won the junior football with Dunsany last year and the senior hurling with with uh, Comessons. Well, absolutely, Shout without, out to the without volunteers like Don, you know, you wouldn't Megan wouldn't be getting the opportunities. That's just the same that many, many and Danny, the two brothers, are useless. For <laughs> and if she was, and, and I was told to tell them that she wouldn't get the shout out. No, no well, that's unfair. But she, she then, why, then why you give plenty the club in other ways? Maybe oh no, they're, they're great lads. You don't get me wrong, Minnie and Danny, but. Like we just wish Megan was a boy and play with us, like because <laughs> she'd be good enough to play, like. So. Um, yeah, no, always great, good to give the uh, volunteers a shout out. What we're going to do now is that's the ladies come and, and, and the football. Anthony just says he says slay away, boys. He says slay away. Don't worry, we, we do, we do. <laughs> I'd say Anthony wants us to uh, to say that uh, Dunshockland are not going to win against St Pat's. Uh, in their uh, uh, championship match next weekend but uh, I'm sorry Anthony but uh, I definitely won't be predicting the St. Pat's win next weekend <laughs> go for a draw we'll go for a draw and sit in the fence get the splinters we're going to move on now anyway to the Club Hurling Championship we've got some results in from the last few days and actually a result in from uh, a match that was played there this evening actually uh, Fergal Lynch already referenced it where Trim robbed uh, um, Blackhall Gales yeah, and Blackhall Gales uh, had the, the dubious moment with Nafina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had, the, had the dubious moment with Nafina as well in the earlier rounds. Remember, with the point, it wasn't a point, it was a point, whatever. So uh-huh. Blackhall Gales obviously must have seen a few black cats or, I don't know, they had some bad, but other few ladders or something in the building site because they're having bad luck. But they lost by a point to neighbours or close neighbours, uh, uh, Trim, 113 to 112. So 
that game was played in Boards Mill tonight, so didn't hear much just from it with regards any incidents or that. But Boards Mill were winning, or sign up Boards Mill, Blackhall Gales were winning that game for a long period of the game. They win by three or four points at one stage. So Blackhall Gales, which would be perceived as the much weaker team, uh, and Trim are very strong, but. There might have been a bit of a, dare I say, Galway racist influence there. Cause there, there might have been a few hurlers in the ditches, maybe, as in, like, jumping the ditches. Jumping in the Galway, ditches so. in, in, in Galway. Well, well, I wouldn't want to comment any further than that. I actually seen Alan Nestor jumping a few ditches on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, the, 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 it looks like uh, the Trim lads jumped a few ditches uh, towards the end of that game. A goal in the final few moments yeah. uh, to win that uh, match against Blackhall Gales by a point. And what that does is it means that uh, Trim are now gone into joint top of Group B with Nafina, three wins from three. Blackhall Gales are in third with two points from three and Kilmessen also on two points from three with Boards Mill and Navin O'Mahony's at the bottom of that table with no points from two. They've got a game in hand. They didn't get their Their game hasn't been played. The game, that was the game in round one, I think. Yeah, postponed. And, and then the referee didn't show up, is right. Um, Blackall, funnily enough, Blackhall Gales, if they had won that game, which it sounds like they were robbed, they would have been uh, joint second with Trim, but probably would have leapfrogged Trim in a head-to-head if it came down to uh, uh, them being level on points. Um, uh, any other results from the Senior Ireland Championship? Yeah, just a few were played over the, the weekend and that was kind of a common we talk about color races and stuff and different things but the fixtures uh, a lot of people are unhappy that there was games on the bank holiday and just generally like going away and we're family not, commitments and we're, not, we're not getting into it we're not I'm just mention it, just it. don't mention it don't mention the Galway uh, it was races it's actually not them it was actually because they were don't over. mention the Galway races keep going so the says <laughs> the fellow who keeps me yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> But uh, earlier in the week, Longwood played Kildaki, and this was supposed to be an absolute cracker, uh, 3.15 to 1.21, which is a draw match in Ratmaline. Uh, it was supposed to be an absolute cracker of a game, Mickey Burke leading from the front there. Uh, Kline and Rototh played this evening in Partalchen. Rototh with a very impressive 3.19 to Kline's 1.14. Uh, Kline were missing a few, Keith Yogan was away, Mikey Mullen was away, and they're two very good hurlers. Uh, Rototh had all that as the four McGowan's played very well, uh, Pudge McGowan, or Pudge... Uh, O'Hanrahan who takes the free sometimes for the county was brilliant tonight he actually skinned a fella for a great score flicked it over his head then probably this is probably not an easy one if, don't don't adjust your headsets uh, Kiltail bets and Peterson Boyne tonight 3.34 to 1.11 and Kiltail really gave a masterclass at the hurling tonight now Dunboyne weren't up to much unfortunately but Kiltail absolutely trounced them and I'd be worried now for anyone to come up against Kiltail for the rest of the year that's uh, all the Group A yeah, matches. That's all Group A. And that leaves Group A looking like this. Kiltail are sitting in, uh, pretty at the top with three wins from three. Rathout with four points from uh, three games. Longwood with three points from their three games. Kildaki with three points from their three games. And uh, Kalyan with two points. And Peters and Boyne sitting at the bottom of that group with no points. Um, so we move on then to Group B. Yeah, so Group B. We talked about the Blackhall Gales trip match. Uh, the other one we had Boards Mill. Boardsville and Clemesson played on Friday night in Kildaki, with Clemesson coming out on top, thankfully, <laughs> with a 20-point, 2-11 victory. And then the other night on the Thursday, we had Nafina registering a massive victory against Navan Matneys with 3-20 to 7 points. So it's kind of interesting enough, it, it looks like Nafina and Trim, with the group tables, it looks like Nafina and Trim are going to be the two fighting for the number one spot to get promoted and then ultimately to be in the quarter final and they actually played to them in the last round which is going to be a cracker yeah so Nafina are probably going to be strengthened over the next couple of weeks with 
Ethan Devine and Shane Walsh coming back into the mix. Well, if they're allowed. probably focus on the football, to be fair. Yeah, I'd yeah. say. I'd say. So just, uh, Anthony just signing off. He said, be nice to his lads. Have to hit the hay. He's working off off the ball bright and early in the morning. So he has to be up and early. So he's so we're going to absolutely slate them. Don't give us a mention, <laughs> Anthony, if you're at it too. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the lads from the We Are Mead podcast getting a mention of the Off The Ball podcast. Ah, yeah, sure, we could take that. We're all we'd friends, be, aren't we? Exactly. We'd be more, we'd be more off your head, off your head <laughs> podcast than <laughs> <are> we <laughs> Off your head and all yeah. podcast. Um, anyway, moving on don't from. Don't mention the races. <laughs> no, he you know what? He doesn't mention the races. He just keeps mentioning Galway. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know what happened to you at Galway before. <laughs> now, did you lose your trousers or what? No, 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 no. Galway, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not big into the race and full stop. I'm not big into the race and full stop. But it's, it's, it's just a, a, when when you're part of a team of any sort. If something like the Galway races can take your attention away and uh, uh, make you make you <laughs> like you're you're training since January and then all of a sudden a week out from championship you can just go ah bleep that I'm going to the Galway races I think it's just silly yeah, it just shows it shows you, you it shows you the difference between the real winners and the Galway winners hey. so it does. but uh, anyways let's let's move on from that I, I, I honestly am not going to mention the Galway well, races again shit, uh, the Jerry Riley under 16s uh, the Mead under 16s were playing the Jerry Riley uh, tournament uh, down in Millbrook they played in the semi-final and took on Kildara um, Brian Kelly uh, and they won convincingly 4-17 to 15 points and that sees them through to uh, a second consecutive um, uh, Jerry Riley final uh, and uh, they will be taking on Dublin in two weeks' time. Last year, they beat Cavan in the final by four points, and this year, they're going to be taking on uh, Dublin's um, under-16 team. Yeah, now, I'm not normally one who likes to correct you, Mickey, but it's actually their third consecutive final. Monaghan beat them two years ago. Oh, yeah, but is it not their second consecutive final as well? <laughs> I mean three in this case uh, super seeds too <laughs> oh it does yeah but I didn't say that they weren't in three I just said that they were definitely in two yeah no, um, play nice play nice <laughs> it was actually it was a game played in very difficult conditions the rain came down in Torrance in Oldcastle last night and I think the p- most pleasing aspect for me probably is they kept a clean sheet the, defensively they'd struggled the previous week so they obviously tightened up a few things this week and uh, Adam Niven from Simonstone in goals pulled off a few brilliant saves I know he's been the goalies in that group have been working very hard in the last while they've been working with one or two guest coaches and it just it seems to be working off based on reports I heard from last night he was supposed to be superb and they got four goals over the course of the game Owen Frame got one Aaron Murphy and Kieran Caulfield got a goal each and Alan Bowden from Dulik Bellustown, he got one as well. And uh, coming off the bench, there was a very impressive cameo from John McDonough from Dunshockland. John um, is also a very talented soccer player, but he's. Yeah, uh, with that sort of thing. He's um, kind of going full, full tilt at the football at the moment, and he's really going well with the 16s, and he looks like a player with a very bright future ahead of him. Two other lads who did really well were Adam McDonald from Summerhill. He was. Uh, played in defence for the minors this year he played at wing forward at the weekend for the 16s and was very very impressive and then up front to be remiss not to mention Owen Frayne who scored a goal in 10.7 of those coming from freeze 
So they look forward now to playing Dublin in two weeks' time in the final. Yeah, they'll relish that. Um, I know. I think last year they beat Dublin in the semi-final yeah. uh, to meet uh, Cavan. Cavan in the final. Um, and won that by four points. And I know the manager of the Cavan team is a good friend of mine. He actually is the host on the We Are Cavan podcast, Damien Dunnett. He was the manager of that team. And he said he's never come up against a team um, so well uh, drilled and well conditioned. And it last just, year's team. Last year's team. And that's testament to uh, the work that's been done. That's why I really thought that the under-17s this year, the minor team, would have uh, uh, really pushed on. But uh, unfortunately, it wasn't their year. But there are some great footballers coming through. And he uh, he, he knows uh, talent when he sees it. And he says that there's plenty of talent coming yeah, through the lead. The really good thing about the getting to the final of the Jerry Riley this year is every player on the panel has more or less seen game time at some stage. They've treated it. They've given every player equal opportunity. There's no such thing at this stage of a more or less having first 15. Every player has is getting a proper shot at and I think that for the development of a panel and for the development of future club players in the county, that's a huge thing to do. Yeah, and I think the management team of John McCarthy and his crew alongside him deserve great credit for how they're going about developing that panel. Yeah, absolutely brilliant and we wish them the best in uh, the Jerry Riley final um, which will be taking place in two weeks' time. We're going to move on now. We've got uh, some junior championship results. We had one uh, result from Group B and uh, we I think we've got some results, Kieran Flynn, from Group C. But the, the first one, I suppose, was Group B and that was um, Cortown against um, St Vincent's this game was played last Monday night and uh, the score ended up uh, 3 goals and 10 to 2 goals and 4 so um, uh, familiar 9 point victory there for St Vincent's over Cortown Kieran yeah yeah it was the only junior game played because we reviewed yeah. them at the weekend and we were saying it was just lagging over to the Monday night but obviously a very impressive win for the Vincent's Arcat like so We've, we talked about them and their, their fitness regiment that they seem to be definitely evidently showing. Their ability to score that is, is definitely improving. They're starting to get higher and higher scores as well, which I think is ultimately important. They might have been relying too much maybe on Tommy Field and stuff in the past, but it seems that their scoring is starting to rotate now and the talons in the hands, you know, like uh, Bob there in the middle of the field. Like there's so many scoring threats coming from deep as well, which is interesting. And they, they, do, they do have a quality team. They got to the final maybe, probably to the back door, remember... Last year, I backed I backed against them buying and Vincent's at every single knockout fixture, and then when they came to the final, it's exactly what happened. They got they drew because I couldn't pick a bloody winner for the junior. Yeah, but it just shows you. Oh, it's all it was all down to you. Yeah, it was all down to your father. Yeah, no, I didn't teach that. I didn't teach that. Um, uh, while you go and get the Group C um, results, was there Group C? No, the, we, these are the previous seven days. No? Yeah, we, we, we dealt we, with them. Last we did, week. Yeah, we dealt with them. You just said to me earlier on that there was Group C results. Fixtures, no, fixtures, fixtures. Group C fixtures for this week. Just looking at the table then uh, from uh, that victory for St. Vincent's. It's now Clonagale sitting pretty on the top of that uh, Group B with six points. Then you've got Dunsany, St. Vincent's and Cortown all on four points with Kilmainham Wood and St. Bridget's on no points. So it's all to play for in that group. And uh, score difference for Cortown is minus four. Dunsany is plus 18, and St. Vincent's is plus 15. And David Rissman, I suppose, be wrong and rude not to go to you, having played in this game. And uh, look, the Vincent's, you know, were, were, they were they were full value for the win in this game. Ah, they were, yeah. I think first half they, they blew us away. We weren't up to the pace of the game. And... Uh, 
that's not to take away from you know their performance in the first half. I thought they were very good and they brought a real good intensity to the game. We did improve um, after the break, but ultimately it was probably too late. And they, I think they got two goals in about two minutes in the second half, which pretty much ended the game as a contest. As we we did rally late on, but it was as I say, it was too late. Um, I still don't think Vincent's are playing as good as they were playing last year. Yeah. Um. That's not a criticism. They could well get to the level. I think this weekend they play Clannagale. That's going to be a huge game. It'll show exactly where them two teams are at. I in in my eyes now, I still would have Clannagale marginally in front of them. Um. And I I said this to I said this to a couple of people that I think the junior championship is much better this year than it has been in the previous four or five years yeah like the quality of teams there's any one of probably four or five teams that could genuinely win the championship this year and in the last couple of years you you didn't really have that to be honest which you had decent teams and teams performing at a similar level but i think the standard this year is is far higher and i think whoever wins the championship comes through it will be in great nick going into the intermediate championship for next year yeah absolutely um we will be revisiting uh the tables and the junior championship uh, later on in the podcast but now it's time uh, when we do our when we do our uh, preview of the club championship for the next week but now it's time to go to uh, the main event that was on last weekend it was the conclusion of the Mead senior footballers year and they were taking on Kerry in their final super eights game and uh, it was a game where we we i suppose uh, we were out. There was there was there was nothing on the table for us, but it was a chance for Mead to put in a performance, finish off the year on a high, and look forward to next year. And uh, uh, I suppose David Rispin again for the third uh, Super Eights game in a row. Mead were competitive for sixty minutes, mm. and just in the final ten minutes, uh, the op- opposition, which was Kerry this time. Tagged on a few scores, Meade made a few mistakes and uh, ended up losing by eight points. So we had two nine-point losses and, and an eight-point loss. But none of those games were, were... There wasn't that much between the teams in any of those games. No, and, and that's a frustrating thing for me, talking to some people who would... I'm sure they watch the games, but they'll look purely at the results, the final end score, and they'll say, oh, well, you lost by nine, nine and eight. And, and that's it, really. And you know meet our way back or whatever they want to say but realistically you have to look at the game as a whole and as you say for 45 50 minutes six, 55 60, minutes yeah, 60 55 minutes, 60 minutes yeah, yeah up to maybe three quarters or you know four four fifths of the game the performance levels have been excellent and i think a lot of it has to do with the intensity that we're putting into the game we probably don't have the we probably don't have the bench that other Counties in the Super 8s have, particularly the teams we've played. The teams we've played, you have to look at it. Donegal, they're the Ulster champions. There would have been everyone's pick to probably come out of the group. Mayo, they've been consistently there for the last you know decade, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, Kerry, Kerry or Kerry, like they're always going to be in the last yeah. four of in All-Ireland. So these these have serious talent through their, their starting team, first and foremost, which we do ourselves, I believe. Firmly believe that. Absolutely. But I think our bench is, is where we can improve and where we can strengthen for next year. And I think that's ultimately where we're falling down. We're just not getting the same impact, possibly, from our subs as other teams that we're playing are. Um, that will come. I think that will come with experience and with you know additions and all of that. But there's there's a lot to be um, optimistic about. Um, I'd, I We spoke off, off air, and we might have spoke, sorry, at the start of this about, you know... The, maybe not a fear but going into the games that you 
you know, you you feared from Eden certain games. Not a word about it. Like they really put it up to every team they played and and gave them a real run for their money. Even you know Kerry had, and this was something that Andy referenced, you know, in many of his interviews after the game against Kerry. You know the the fact that me didn't have anything to play for. They were turning up and now and kind of big crowd. Uh, pressure off but that brings its own pressure because Kerry actually needed a result as it turned out they had to come and get a result so they were coming yeah. down mean in business you know it wasn't a dead rubber like you're throwing in Dublin yesterday which we all seen was a bit of a disgrace the way the game panned out it, it meant something to Kerry and our lads in fairness to them you know put in a, a huge effort to, to make the game as competitive and as respectable as possible and I think they deserve immense credit for that and uh, we'll be going to Kieran Flynn now in a minute for uh, comments from uh, Twitter because I know that people are getting in contact with us and we'll be going to Brian Kelly as well for his thoughts and whatever. Um, now, so I'm going to go to Brian now on what David was saying. Now, not that I disagree with him. Um, he's saying that the, you know, maybe the strength and depth and whatever. Um, again, I'm of the belief that this team is there just they need to cut out the simple little mistakes and they need to do to become a little bit clever. Have a look back at the game again, uh, only there this evening. <clears throat> you know, um small little things. Um how many goal chances did we did we create? <clears throat> and how many of them were were a certain goal if the, there was one more pass made? Do you know that kind of way? Um there was some some uh, poor balls kicked out and some poor uh, um, passes, maybe tackles in possession and whatever. But apart from that, Mead are as good as any team that we've played this year. And I think that all those little mistakes that they're making, and, and you cannot, I wouldn't criticise them for making them. It's just that'll come with a bit more experience and and they're going to get that from the Super 8s. Yes, I take his, his point that um, maybe we need to a little bit more strength and depth on the bench. But when you consider that there was two or three players that came in and started, uh, there was three players that came in and started uh, the game, uh, uh, ch- changes from the last week, Daryl Campion, uh, Thomas O'Reilly, I think it was, and Marcus Brennan. They all made they made an impact uh, playing against Kerry uh, on the weekend. Oh, very much so. Like there was huge positives to take from the Kerry game in particular. Like you had Marky Brennan made his first senior ever start for Mead. You had Thomas Riley came back in and did really well. You had Derek Campion made his first ever start at Championship level. Same with Shane Walsh. Ross Ryan made a debut off the bench. Like these are all positives to take, and lessons are. We've learned a lot of harsh lessons over the course of the Super 8s with the final quarter where the opposition teams have overpowered us. But you're just hoping that by the time the National League comes around that we have learned from those mistakes and that we're able to cope better in that time. There's an element I think of, and Colin Nally did reference it in Donegal, that Mead were kind of over the top at that stage. And like, you peak for... They had, they had peaked and they were coming back from the peak. Yeah. Whereas the Kerry's, the teams who are used to playing at this time of the year, they're still only maybe coming to the peak at this stage. Yeah. The Mayo are probably the prime example, really, yeah. that, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, yeah. like, there's a huge amount, there are a huge amount of positives, but, like, you still, this has to be a stepping stone. This can't be as good as it gets. Yeah, you need like, to learn from it. How many teams were in the Super 8s last year who didn't make it back this year? You have to be getting back there. You have to be 
This has to this has this, to be your bow. This has to be the foundation. Yeah. And you're hoping that it will be. You're hoping that you pick a few that you find a few players over the course of the championship. But realistically, when you look at the players on the top teams, they've been in, they've been on county squads for a long, long time. They've been building the bodies up. I remember you referencing last year, Mickey at the back end of the year with Shane Gallagher. Shane came in on the mid panel for the first time last year and mm-hmm. His body struggled to adapt, you said, to the, the, the amount of training yeah. that it takes at county level. And it was really only the Tyrone game where he was fit and fit enough to start. That's something that new, young players coming onto the panels. And even if it was an older club player who gets brought in, the, the difficulty that they're going to have. And that's where the probably the most important appointment in mead football in recent times is John Coughlin and his strength and conditioning coach working with all the development squads. Because those players, and you can see it in your Dara Campions, your Shane Walsh's coming through, they're more fit for adult football than what was coming through in the couple of years maybe before them because they have the the body of work done over a three, four, five-year yeah, period. Yeah, absolutely. And like, okay, Shane Walsh is a big man. Maybe he would, he's a big, strong six-foot-three fella. Maybe he would have been fit for it anyway, but he's really fit for yeah, it. The point, of the, point of the matter is, is he has all that yes. S&C done mm-hmm. uh, from and before. It, that's important from, in, from an injury prevention point of view more than anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And Kieran Flynn, um, I know we will be going to you for some stats in a minute. Um, we also have uh, some comments in on the old Twitter machine. Now just for the ones Murray obviously was about Menton, is he underrated in the middle of the field? The most recent one here is from Keith Simons again, so saying it's kind of similar to what the guys were talking about here is the biggest thing over the three games we learned is we require a stronger bench that's what he's yeah. wondering and querying and that's kind of we've hit on that in the last couple of comments with David and with uh, with Brighton because mm. I think it's ultimately strength to death isn't it it's, it's hard to know do we need a stronger bench or do we need more of an impact from the bench yeah. I don't know what way you want to take you know is it, is it strong do you feel we need stronger players or do we need a stronger impact I suppose what about or? what about right so uh, I meant to I, I thought of this when, when Brian was saying about the, like the final 15 minutes 10 minutes if you look at the teams that we've played against in, in the last three games Donegal uh, Mayo and Kerry and if you watch their last 10 minutes and compare to our last 10 minutes our last 10 minutes was frantic and it was players uh, getting into scoring positions um, with a man in a better position taking a shot on that maybe wasn't on um, and, and not doing the right things if you look at the three teams that we played every one of them stayed calm still did the exact same thing they'd been doing for yeah. 60 minutes and and just finished out the game the same way now we were probably two or three points behind with eight or ten minutes left in each of those games and it looked like maybe we were chasing a goal and um, we needed that goal to drive the team on again and everybody seemed to be looking for that goal whereas just keeping the scoreboard ticking at that stage the time to get the goal for your goals I think is, is early in the game or early in the f- second half and at, towards the end of the game if you look at the teams that we played against your your Donegal your Mayo like Andy Morn you know again uh, like he was so calm on the ball in the last 10 minutes against Mead. He did the same again yesterday against Donegal. So calm on the ball, doing the right things. There was a goal on. Mm. He didn't give the goal. He fists it over the bar and then he clips it over the bar. And maybe these are the little things that, you know, come with it, the experience of, of, of playing against the top level teams is that you continue playing the way you were playing right till the, the 70th, 75th minute, whatever it is for the time to be up. And maybe our subs are looking 
to make a massive impact when all they have to do is do the simple things play the ball to the player in the better position David yeah that's a that's a good point and I suppose you'd uh, you'd have to take that I suppose with a pinch of salt too that that point probably is more applicable to our forward line I'd say if we're chasing a game yeah, or yeah. you know we're snatching at shots or we're dropping shots short that we might have put over previously in the game when the pressure was a little taking bit a shot when we should have given the ball off yeah, one yeah ball what, or whatever, whatever yeah. it might be or yeah. them basic errors but then I suppose on the flip side of that you'd have to look at the way teams attack us in the last 10 minutes and that possibly our backs are a little bit jaded yeah that in the Just first half true. if you look at it in the first half I'll just pick one game out for example you could pick any of them but Dublin maybe in the Leinster final I thought our back line was excellent in the first half they were getting hands in they were getting whatever they could in they were tight to their men sticky as the game kind of wore on and they were under more and more pressure and they just got more and more tired because of the pressure they were on throughout the game the space started to appear for the forwards and particularly the substitutes that came on obviously now you're, you're talking about quality players coming on but they, they'd certainly look fresher and it was easier for them to pick up off scores than it was earlier in that game yeah. so I think you could marry the two points together one is our we need line. to learn from both of them exactly yeah. and the other is probably just our back line are probably a little bit jaded by that time in the game it's a combination of the both for me I think yeah. um, There's, but again it's, it's all learning again it's it's a, it, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see how much they've, they've all learned from it yeah. next year and there's probably an element of one or two key players unavailable for the Super 8s like Ronan Ryan yeah. had he been available to come on yeah. as a sub would have been a, maybe giving you that bit of a drive from Absolutely. half yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Brennan's work rate not being there yeah. due to injury they're all in factors they all are factors we've got more comments in yeah, on the old Twitter machine it's getting kind of more in from other people as well Keith Simons asked a question do we expect players like Donald Lennon and Ronan Jones to be back Rose Hill asked a very similar question he says what players do we think need to be brought in Lenehan, Jones or Quillon some of last year's minors then uh, Mags Guinan because Keane Ward had a good interview about short kickouts and running game recently mm-hmm. uh, Cormac Brady says we do need a stronger impact from the bench if we need to add those players so be it then uh, I don't know the username here Garton Matt is it we finished all league games stronger in the last 10 minutes but we peaked in February and March and it's something we discussed before yeah the good question is maybe will the likes of Lennon and Jones or Quillan yeah and who do we need yeah well, well like look, I, Quillan was on the panel he got injured, got that, injured I yeah. think that's important for people to know because yeah. that was a stick maybe being used to beat one or two people with that yeah. Quillan wasn't mm-hmm. featuring and I suppose uh, Jones and Lennon um, have been on the panel in recent years and they've gone travelling or gone gone away to study for different reasons so we'd like to hope them two would be back on the panel but yeah them three guys straight off the bat would be huge additions Donald might be committing to the B League though yeah, yeah, he yeah, doesn't commit to the B League lifestyle, but the B League is just the way to be. Like, he, he, he is, is too good of a talent to play B League. Just about, just about. I, I, I like <laughs> he, he's definitely good enough for A League. Um, <laughs> no, but like uh, one thing that I, I, I would say, yes, while while Don and Ronan Jones, Rory O'Quailan are all fabulous footballers. Rory O'Quailan obviously had had made the um the contact again and had 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 uh, been playing for the Mead Juniors and mm. was called back in as Brian rightly said to the Mead Seniors uh, and only for injury he would be still there. Um, Ronan Jones and Don Lennon, yes, if they're willing to commit, they're two absolutely incredible footballers. Would we love to see them on a Mead team? Yes. The thing is, is that anybody who's going into this Mead team now is going to have to. They're going to the players that are there at the minute are going to tell them you know about this year 
mm. and the commitment levels and the SNC and the training and the the intensity of the games that they played uh, against Division One opposition. So any player that goes in is gonna have to be as committed as them. And I'd love to see Roland yeah. Jones and Donald Lennon as committed as the players that are there. And I'm but, sure they would be. Yeah, just before sorry, Kieran has another question, but just before that, I suppose the the thing that's different about them three guys to let's say let's say for example three of us went in right in the morning them three guys have actually tasted what it's like to be in an Andy McEntee camp right it might be a little bit different this year with mm-hmm. whatever with the setup with Colin Malley and that but they'll know the basics of what is actually required for them to be a mead footballer under this current regime and that's probably why the three guys could be viable options to come in fair enough they haven't probably enjoyed the success that the rest of the panel have this year but they'll know exactly what's expected of them should they come in and commit to the to the cause for. I'd love I'd love to see another couple of players in there. Uh, I'm sure we all would, and mm-hmm. um, the likes of uh, Bino Handen. Uh, maybe his goose is cooked at this stage. Um, he is, I think, 32 or 33 years of age. But I'd still love to see him getting a chance. From what I believe is that he has been asked in before, but he's not willing to commit. Now, I don't know if that's true. If Bino could get in contact with us and let us know, that'd be great. Or someone who knows him. Um, a few lads from Simonson, I'd love to see Podge McKeever in there. Podge McKeever is an absolutely, uh, he's an absolute worldly footballer. And uh, um, Breen Conlon, when he gets back from America, and also as well, I'd love to see Conor Nash uh, getting back from Australia <laughs> and getting into that team. But um, yeah, they're just players that I would love to see. But again, it's all, it all again, if, if Paul McKeever or Breen Condon were going in commitment 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 and that's what it's all about at this level but I'd expect Nash to play B-League football and learn his place in the same as MD oh damn right because that A-League team is darn good <laughs> you know, like, that B-League team that you were involved with like, that's a tough team to get on it, it's a very tough team to get on and I'll tell you one thing Conor Nash didn't go to Galway I'm over it. You said you weren't going to mention it I'm again. Over and it. you know you're I'm not. Over the you're not over it. Come on. He'd be a Quarrel Hawk now if he came straight back onto yeah. that team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, comments there from the, the juniors, Twitter. potentially Jason Scully, Sean yeah. Riley, Danny Quinn, potentially. Well, they're all on the, the panel. Yeah, yeah. They're on the extended panel. So I would. did see. Very small amount of game time, albeit, but he did come on to the sub against Donegal and Ballyfay. I really would expect those lads to uh, push on next year because the just even the S and C and the the training regime with Colin Nally this year, they're quite young. I can see them taking to it and next year being blooded into that uh, into Division One football. Yeah, absolutely, and I suppose th- them two young lads. I know Danny Quinn's probably a little bit older, but. Uh, particularly Scully and Riley, they had fantastic campaigns with the Mead Juniors through training with the seniors and I think they're at the right age that, yeah, we've seen the likes of Campo, Shane Walsh, um, Ethan Devine, you know, Ronan Ryan all emerging this year. Ross Ryan is another one. There's probably more again, but them guys will probably be ready for the step up next year. I think the year playing junior football with Mead w- w- won't have done them any harm whatsoever. I think they'll learn a lot from it. They'll gain a lot of confidence playing inter-county football and being two of the star players on the team Danny Quinn's another one um, really really natural footballer it's probably just the, the where they probably fell down in previous years we'd have been struggling and we'd have been crying out for them kind of guys the success of the team meant that it was very difficult for lads and we've spoken about this many times not to break into the 15 but to break into the 26 on yeah. any given day was an extremely tough task um, and as well as that yeah. the, you couldn't I, I can see what Andy was doing you couldn't just bring in a, a huge amount of young fellas no. uh, into this team 
but they've all got the taste they've got a taste of what it's like to be around a county setup and the whole lot and they'll be ready next year and the the younger lads that uh, got in this year and especially towards the end of the championship I think are going to have their places set next year and you could see more of the young groups getting in next year before we go on Kieran, you're going to be doing the stats for us from the game uh, against Kerry lads also if you want to get ready and just pick your uh, three uh, uh, standout players from the game against Kerry we have a couple of comments in again on the old Twitter machine Kieran. if you want to go to them before you do yeah, yeah. just from Keith Simons an interesting moment we've, we've talked about this before should Campion have seen more game time this year and then, of course, he says a bit of swagger about him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, should he have seen more uh, game time? I'd love to have seen him getting more game time, but there's a reason I'm sure that Andy McIntyre has been holding off and been holding off. Players, I'd say he might feature maybe in a bit of that for some. Like, yeah, I think I think he could be one that that, yeah. that could feature in our three best players from the weekend. Um, but you have some stats from the game the as well. The statistics from the game. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, the, unfortunately, the one that matters, obviously, the scoreline was the only one that really hurts, but we move on from that one. No, go on, give the final scoreline because it was a, an eight-point victory for yeah. Kerry, but it didn't feel no, like it. 218 to 113, yeah, 24 two, to 16. 1-5 uh, between the teams, and it just I think that's really cruel on the main team, three weeks in a row to go down by eight points, nine points, and nine points in games that were much closer but than that. The statistics generally were, were decent enough in the sense that we had 21 shots scoring 14, which is 66%. Yeah. It's not super, but it's it's better than Kerry's. Kerry had 32 shots scoring 20, which was 62%. Mm-hmm. This one I, thought, I think is very impressive. I think we had 15 shots from play scoring 11, which is 73%. I think that, that's actually quite impressive. But again, this is probably going to hurt a little bit too, the free-taking. We had six dead balls. We only scored three. And from that, I think Shane Wall scored all three of his. And then I think it was Sean Tobin and Killian O'Sullivan missed two. O'Sullivan three, missed two three. and missed two and then O'Sullivan yeah. yeah he missed one so like we it begs the question of Shane what's on the field should he have taken them but then they're on well, the wrong side we probably, probably missed Ben Brennan as well I know yeah. Ben maybe had an off day in the Leinster final but he has proven his worth on previous but, days off the ground and it, yeah we look just, at him we just on the, with the yeah. finish that the sets but Kerry's from play was quite poor they had 26 shots from play scoring 15 which is 57% but I think this is probably where the really good teams kill you. They had six dead balls scoring five. Yeah. And the one Sean three they missed was an incredible miss by his high standards. Yeah, you know, Sean that O'Shea he missed so. it. But the, this, the 45 from the terrace side yeah. was just a Tommy ah, look, It was no better than Barry Dardis's against Donegal. Which was also outrageous. Like, like, yeah. yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And I know, sir, Mags said there, six minutes injury time. I'm not, tell, I'm not sure she's telling us. We have six minutes before we have to stop. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, lads, uh, uh, you may just keep an eye on the six. Well, look, it's the six minutes is at the, the discretion of the referee, and uh, this could run for another 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And just on the graphics end for the, the shooting, again, the, the killer for us as well is is sustained pockets of not scoring. I think that's probably the reality of it. Like. Yeah. Um, but there was big gaps, all right, um, on it. Uh, David Risman? Yeah, just just getting ready for the interviews. Whenever yeah. you're ready, yeah. Yeah, we're we'll, we're we'll, we're going to go to the interviews now in a minute. We've a couple of more comments on the. Well, just a question here from Mark Donnelly. He's just he said, "Are you going to discuss Ben Brennan and the Biggie Riley leaving the panel?" We won't discuss things that um, aren't factually correct. No, that's the lads are. Well, we don't pick the panel for a start. But I was talking to Ben in in part also. He's definitely part of the panel for hundred percent sure. Uh, Graham wasn't there himself in the dugout, but. 
for a lot of times lads who weren't on the panel were there and that so yeah. I wouldn't be reading too much into this yeah. well, there's no need to speculate and we don't know the, the no. facts of it yeah. um, no. I, that's the first I even heard that yeah. so no, that's if, I, if I knew to be honest with you who is it uh, Mark it's Mark Donnelly Mark if, if, if I knew anything about it I'd discuss it no problem um, and if it was factually uh, correct I'd I'd talk about it but I that's the first I've heard of it so no. um, I'm, I'm not afraid to bring up stuff like that on the podcast but unfortunately I don't know anything about it if it's true or not but the only thing in the contract with Mick said he always talks about stuff he doesn't understand or know about hey. so <laughs> so will we talk about it <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway we're going to move on uh, we've got some interviews uh, that we got after the game before we do our three uh, standout players from the game um, we're going to go to interviews that the lads got and the first of the interviews is uh, going to be with Marky Brennan the Davin O'Matney's uh, player goalkeeper for the day and uh, you know what 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 a couple of weeks it's been for, for Marky Brennan eventually uh, you know training for so long and eventually getting his chance uh, between the sticks for me and David Rispin caught up with him straight away after the game here we go Delighted to be joined now by Marky Brennan from Navin O'Matney's. Um, Marcus, I suppose a week is a long time in football um, and two weeks is a little bit longer, but you probably, maybe in your wildest dreams, probably couldn't envisage what, what has happened over the last fortnight. Yeah, I suppose um, uh, for, the last, for the last year you're just training away and I, I suppose for me this is my first time ever being a sub-goalie, mm. so there's a lot of... There's a lot of demons involved there, and kind of you're thinking, why are you doing it and all that, um, and you're just hoping to get in. But I suppose you, you just got to look at it. I worked hard over the year, and you get you're, you're lucky to get a few rewards by getting a chance this week and getting in for the penalty last week. So you know, I, you kind of look back in the year, and if I didn't put my head down and work hard, I probably wouldn't have got them chances in the yeah. last week. You know. And I suppose what's you know what what keeps you going the motivation at you. It's not. It's it's an unusual story because of you know you're coming in. You're not coming in as a kind of young teenage keeper. You know, looking to build. You're coming in. At, I won't say the twilight of your career, but you know yourself. You've had a long and distinguished career at, at club football, and then to come in. Is it just belief? Do you just keep believing that you're going to get the chance? Um, I suppose. Like you just keep playing away with the club. Like and I'm sure you, I, I love the club. Like and I, I can now the club is such a high standard. And then when I came in here this year, I have to say the one thing that jumped out was just a group of lads. Like you always want to test yourself at that level anyway. Like if you have any ambition in life, you want to test yourself. And it was great to get that opportunity throughout the year uh, in training. Yeah, and like learned loads. Like I learned loads this year. But the big thing for me was the group of lads that's there. They're actually like no, no one. No one will do it unless there's fun involved and uh, like irrelevant of ambitions and standards. The boys are great crack. It's a great bunch of lads there. There's an honesty amongst them, um, and I, I think that's what jumped out at me over the year was I, I really enjoyed going training. Really enjoyed working with the lads, um, and and you could I got a feeling throughout the year that this was different, um, and and I suppose at the back of it all you're trying to make a difference yourself. When you're when you're 34, you have more perspective on things. I'm sure if I was 10 years younger or that, um, you, you might look at things differently, and you, you mightn't have the patience. But I, I really enjoyed being around the lads. I really enjoyed the professionalism of it, and and the standards being driven to a new level. And I, I kind of was thinking to myself in the back, Mark, you're 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 pushing these standards. So they were the things you'd look at throughout the year. And then I suppose 
throwing that forward a little bit obviously coming on against Mayo and making the penalty save and, and everything that goes with it but then to get your first start today in Navan against Kerry I suppose as a, as a Navan man born and bred you know, that must be a huge moment or, or a huge honour for you personally Ah yeah it is it is like it's um, it, it's funny during the week and even last week you're kind of in a bubble really and the bubble is the lads uh, training preparing rest recovery and do it again but like it's, it's only during the week when, when you get messages from friends family and you see the mead support building over the last few weeks it's, it's only then where you really get to see what it is and, and what you're part of and, and, and that's that's probably been the, the best part of it all was you get to see that but then I had to kind of step back this week and kind of prepare differently I suppose because I knew I was coming in you know yeah and I suppose then looking at it you know the overall year I know it's, it's probably been special to be a part of it you know Andy's obviously mentioned promotion Leinster final Super 8s mm. but it's probably just the start of hopefully what's going to be along and successful journey for, for this meet team yeah look I, I, I think so I think um, I, look I, because I am the older man of the group I grew up watching Mead in the 90s when we were successful um, and, and, and I think that's where we've got to aim for now I do know there's a journey involved and the start of the journey was this year and to be honest uh, it, it's step by steps and it's it's small steps but you're making huge ones in, in in comparison to what what's going on in county now. It's so hard to go from doing nothing to challenging for all Ireland's. So we had to take small steps, and the small steps was Division Two, getting into Division One, and um, getting to a Leinster final, making Super Eights. For me, you, you can fall back probably easier than you can make them small steps forward. If, if, if we don't perform next year if we don't um, do ourselves just if we don't have a right goal again mm. like you leave yourself with more questions about um, that progression we made this year sure. I, I think it's the most important part is that we we don't rest in our laurels and to be honest look it, it was great to play the Super 8s because we tested ourselves against Division 1 teams against top quality teams and we're well up there but I also know that we have to we have to go on another level. Like, if we stay at the level we're at, we won't make a progression. Mm. I think that's the decision that a lot of lads made last year. They said, right, we can stay where we are, get a few more victories against, or defeats, sorry, mm. against Tyrone there and just miss out promotion. Yeah. They made the decision, no, this is different. And I think we have to make that decision next year. You can't just go out and go, oh, well, 2019 was a good year. Like, it has to be building block and blocks and blocks. And to be honest, the good thing is it's a young team there. Yeah. And I suppose, look, just finally, you'll, you'll probably enjoy tonight and maybe this weekend, but it's back down to business next week and the, the resumption of the club championship. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. No, I'll, no, I'll, 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 enjoy, I'll enjoy myself now tonight. Um, but, like, that's the thing, like... And, and it's great. It's in, in many ways, you could lose the run of yourself, like. Lads deserve to go out and, and enjoy themselves tonight and, and, like, I'm really looking forward to that. But you, it's like anything in life. You can't... You just want to get back into a routine. And once you get back to the clubs, it's it, it's brilliant because I, I walked into the I walked into the Matney's dressing room uh, last Tuesday just before uh, it was actually after the Mayo game, and and straight away they they, they brought me back down to earth like, yeah. with a bit of slagging. Oh, there must be a final coming up, and that's <laughs> yeah. you need that. You need that yeah. because 
the club is for me and always will be is the kind of foundations of the GEA and while it's, it's going to be difficult on lads' bodies getting back into it in the week turnaround, they'll be fine. You know, it won't be long until the lads who are playing together will be taking lumps out of each other, and, and that's what I'm hoping to see anyway. Uh, as long as it's not me getting lumps taken out. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Come here, Marcus. Thanks a million. Appreciate the chat, and well done today. Thanks. What a, a brilliant interview there uh, with uh, Marky Brennan. And he's a breath of fresh air for an old man, 34 years of age, and uh, he just spoke so brilliantly about it. And do you know what? The, the thing about the, the thing about uh, Marky is is that, you know, he realises he's 34 years of age and you don't get too many opportunities um, to play, to wear your county jersey, um, to be part of a county team or to play in championship finals and all that. And he's he's just at a point in his career where he realises all that. And, you know, um, he, he took his chance with with two hands, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, coming in last week against uh, Mayo and making that wonder save from the penalty. Uh, very unlucky with the rebound. Um, he, he'd probably dive too far if it was possible. And then uh, just a real solid game against uh, Kerry on the weekend, David. Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted for him. And as you heard from the chat, he's such a nice fella. You'll know him as well as anyone. But he's um, he's a great lad and he's a great example for young goalkeepers in this county as regards what can be done. He's had to wait till he's 34 to make his inter-county years. First inter-county starters, inter-county debut, whatever way you want to look at it. Um, and as a goalkeeper it's a, tr- it's a strange one particularly when you're not starting it's not as if you're a back and you're a forward and you're competing for six places on the team or another three or four places on the bench yeah. you literally are number one 16 or you're not in the match day squad that's it um, he's had to be extremely patient throughout the league and championship he came in la- you know, midway through the season last year whenever it was um, more or less to probably help out but his, the impression he's made I'd say on the squad has been incredible but he's so upbeat and so confident in his own ability and all that, and it's really, um, it's really nice to see it and as well. And he and he knows where he came from as well. well that's what I was going to say. Talking about the club, he's upbeat and the whole lot. But yeah. you know, the Matney's lads it wouldn't take them too long to take you down a peg or two uh, when you go back into training, which he which he did mention, and they are a good bunch of lads, and yeah. I'm sure uh, while they took the mickey out of him go, going back into training I'm sure they were so proud and delighted for Marcus Brennan that after so long that he got, he got that opportunity yeah and, and like there was you know for, for other lads it was probably coming into the game at the weekend and they could play without pressure for him it was, he was coming in making his first start and he probably felt the weight of the world on his shoulders you yeah. know um, particularly with the you know with the way it's been and everything and he came in and his kickouts were superb um, I don't know if the lads have the stats or anything like that but you know, his short kickouts and confidence within finding his man was excellent. Uh, and even coming out and, you know, joining in the play in that. You yeah, know, he was in past the 45 at one stage, Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, like, you know, conducting, like, the orchestra, you know, telling lads what to do and everything. I know he's a goalkeeper, I get that, but he's confident in, you know, that he can do that. And he has experienced that guys on that team will look up to, he was playing football before some of them lads were, you know, I won't say they weren't even born, but they were... Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but he knows and, and he respects them and they respect him and, and uh, fair play to him and, you know, all the best for him. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just looking down at the Twitter there, Kieran. Uh, a lot of comments in about Marky Brennan there, yeah, uh, if you want absolutely. to run Absolutely, and the Navin Matt and his Twitter just after joining <laughs> as well, which is apt, we just tagged them in it, but... Firstly, Mags Guinan said about Marcus Brennan, fair play to him, he was great in the two games and against Roscommon. 
Yeah. So that that uh, few of us wrote that game up in their cat mm. pitch open. And he made a great save. Yeah. Magnificent, couple of great saves. Unreal. Yeah. It was a ten out of ten. Yeah, like it was unreal. Conor Bridge says great interview by Marcus. Keith Simons goes superb from Brennan. We do have to kick on. He said Kildare failed to do that this year, so it's just an interesting. We don't want to fall into the trap with Kildare. And then Mark Donnelly just referenced earlier about the the question he asked us. Fair enough, lads. I enjoyed the tunes on Saturday, but bring back Enter Sandman. Absolutely, you can we'll never have enough of Enter Sandman. I said. I think I've picked a few dodgy ones that were they're dodgy good, like not dodgy bad, but they were definitely. Well, I agree with Mark Donnelly. I think Enter Sandman should be back in Park Tolchin on a weekly basis, um, especially after Metallica played Slain this year. It would only be right to have a bit of Metallica playing in uh, in Park Tolchin. Also, we just want to bring to your attention, just to let you know uh, that from next week, we're delighted to be bringing Mead GA supporters a new service called Loyal Royals. If you want reaction from the club championship matches at all grades with exclusive post-match interviews, the Loyal Royals podcast podcast is for you it's going to be brought to you by we are mead but it's going to be called the loyals the loyal royals podcast uh, for less than the price of a pint and with no hangover you can get a month's worth of exclusive mead ga information we'll bring you full details of that on next week's show and do watch our, uh, out on our uh, social media platforms we will be giving details of the new upcoming service it's going to be an added service we're still going to be doing our we are mead weekly podcast but this is going to be an added service um, where we will have exclusive interviews we will be doing teams of the week we will be doing uh, loads of extras we'll be doing um, club uh, championship ratings we'll be rating all the clubs and, and stuff like that and it's just going to have uh, extra content for all those loyal royals out there will be loyal royals brought to you by We Are Mead. Is Galway in or out? Galway will not feature right. in uh, the the um, the added exclusive. Um, on, yeah. Galway will only feature in uh, the We Are Mead podcast. I won't let that into the added podcast but it is a service that we're going to bring you from next week on if uh, if you have any thoughts on that let us know and um, but do stay tuned to our social media where we'll be giving you all the details for signing up to uh, that added service also uh, on the weekend uh, after the match we did have uh, some more interviews after that Mead Kerry game and uh, Brian Kelly caught up with the legendary Mickey Burke um, after the game the Honey Badger um, as he's well known and uh, great that Mickey Burke saw a bit of pitch time um, against Kerry and Park Tolshin on Sunday and we're going to play that interview for you there now interview with, uh, for We Are Mead with Mickey Burke after probably the longest campaign he's had in a long time with the Mead senior team 20 games in total this season between the Auburn Cup and League and Championship Mickey overall what's your thoughts on the year? It's been successful um, Brian you know I think I think it's been I think it's been a good year for the group um, you know we, we achieved our goals of uh, getting up to Division 1 um, which was important for the county I think even almost more so nearly than the Championship but we uh, we regrouped again, and getting to the super eights was a was a goal as well that we achieved. So um, I think it's been a, a successful year, and you could see by the crowd team of the game and and the attendance today that it was important. For, it was important for me football to be to be playing these types of games. Yeah, like it's been a long time since we had Division One teams come to Navan on a regular basis. We've had that now 
today we've maybe three or four games in the league next year. It's huge for the future of football to be testing ourselves against the best teams. Absolutely. It's the only way you improve with all due respect to the teams in, in um, Division 2. It's great you know, to be playing them, but um, I think to, to improve you need to be playing the Kerrys, the Donegals, the Dublins, the Tyrones regularly, you know, and... and give that exposure to the kids as well you know the youngsters nowadays seeing remembering me playing Kerry on a hot summer's day and you know going to Crow Park and seeing us play against Mayo I think that that's huge so it's the only way we'll improve as well as a group is is, is by learning hopefully learning from these three matches um, I suppose <coughs> it's, it's been disappointing that we haven't bet a Division 1 team that's probably the, the downside of the whole thing but you know we'll, we'll have plenty of chances next year to do that yeah and like your definitely one of the more experienced members of the panel at this stage on the panel since 05 04 maybe winter of 04 um, like there's a lot of young lads coming through now with bright futures ahead like it'd be nice to see them pushing forward along with the likes of yourself over the next year or two absolutely yeah you know it's a new it's a new it's a new team um, it's a new squad and um I'm very hopeful for Mead. I'm very hopeful for football in Mead. Um, you can see by the underage teams uh, getting plenty of success and that. And um, there's there's huge drives being made at the underage. So the wheel will definitely turn, and um, we we will be back as a county. I have no doubt. And please God, next year we'll uh, with Division One uh, league football. It'll it'll have us in good stead for the championship. Yeah. Normally this stage might say back to the club action next week, but you played Harlan on Thursday night against Kildare. Intermediate fo- or senior football, sorry, uh, ne- next week. Yeah. It's non stop. Ah, it's non stop, but that's the way I've always done it. I, I feel better for playing all the time. Um, thankfully, I'm not injured too often. I get a, I, I got a, a bad one nine or ten years ago, broke the old leg, but uh, I generally get contact injuries, thank God. Like, I don't I do not do a hamstring or a or a tie or, or you know, pull a muscle. So, um, it's going to be straight back into the club after a while, but look at it's it's good times for the club. We're we're, we're a small parish, and we'll be up against it. But um, we'll um, be out tonight with the lads, and and you know it'll be important to spend the night with them, and then uh, we'll regroup for, for on Sunday or Monday for the for, for back for the back for the club. Yeah, yeah that was uh, the Honey Badger, uh, better known as Mickey Burke, the Longwood man. Um, Brian, you hit on it there. He was playing hurling. He was. Uh, playing for Mead, and then he's back out playing senior championship football uh, this weekend, this coming weekend. Uh, you just uh, It was a, a Freudian slip there, was it? Uh, you mentioned intermediate championship too. Ah, yeah, look at him. It's been a long year. We're all entitled to the odd mistake. I just probably make more than most. <laughs> um, but I suppose David Rispin, looking at it, um, he's been a massive servant for, for Mead. Um hasn't seen an awful lot of game time uh, since the middle of the league uh, this year but uh, I suppose a nice a nice little um, cameo there at the end and a nice little thing for, for, for Andy McIntyre to do at the end of the season having not played in the in the championship uh, uh, and not in the Super 8s this year and never in the Super 8s before I suppose mm. because it's a Meads first time in it it was a nice little touch it was and I think Andy uh, we'll hear Andy's interview in a minute and he referenced that in the interview about Mickey Burke being such a fabulous servant throughout the year and his commitment is second to none um, I don't think anyone can question that and even you know, I know, I know our colleague here, our friend beside us, Kieran Flynn, put extra gusto in his voice when he was announcing Mickey, Mickey Burke. Mickey Burke! Yeah, for the millions watching at home. <laughs> but like there was... For the thousands of the 
you done. No, no, no. He's not I was giving you a good compliment as well. But the, the, the crowd really responded and they appreciate all he's given for the county over the last yeah. number of years. And, um, you know, if, if that is to be it, I'm not sure, is it? Uh, you know, what a servant and, and what a nice way for him to go out, you know, in Navin in our first Super 8 game. 15 ever seasons, against, is it? Against Kerry, yeah. 15 yeah, he seasons. Made his he's debut been involved. in 2004, made his championship debut in 2005 up in Casement Park against Antrim. 16 seasons. It's, 16 it's a, seasons. And not just that, he's played County Harlan, he's played Shinty for Ireland, he's been an incredible servant. and Mm. Adder's life in the legs yet with Mickey. Absolutely, and uh, uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Just a comment just in there. Comment. Yeah, keep the time just saying, from, resonates from what Mickey was saying. One important point is the fact that there's now a connection between the supporters and the panel, and I think you credit like the lads to get the interviews on the podcast here. Like It does bring you an insight more. Like And hearing the interviews is very worthwhile. Oh, absolutely. It definitely is. And, and hearing the players... Um, uh, you know, uh, hearing what the players have to say after games and stuff like that is so important for the for the supporters. And and, and just as we mentioned, the supporters, lads, it was definite in in, in Park Tolshin. It was just incredible. The atmosphere was superb, and the crowd, the, the Mead supporters, turned out in their volumes. Kieran, what was the final figure? Well, just just gonna say, it's funny enough, I, I, for the attendance, the official attendance, I was told to announce was nine thousand three hundred, but that morning we had nine thousand pre-sale tickets. So that means only 300 people showed up, which is definitely... Well, I know, well, kids. <laughs> I know talking yeah. to one of the fellas in the ticket booth who was yeah. selling the tickets, he yeah. said very few people came up with cash on Saturday at the stall behind the stand to yeah. buy tickets. Everybody had them pre-purchased. Oh, no, there's nearly... I was saying 90, I'd say yeah. it was probably a bit smaller... Than the real crowd, it's probably about 10,000, maybe 10, 5. You know, there was a lot of kids there. Though, the kids yeah. don't need tickets, do they? Or did they need tickets on the day? I don't think so. Forget, yeah, kids go free. Um, but it was it, it was uh, the, the atmosphere was electric and. Uh, well, we dispossessed them and stuff was class. So we hadn't yeah, had that all year. Yeah, it's kind of like we'd always clap with the score, or whatever. But this was kind of never like there were times when Kerry were been pushed out and kicking around the circles and they were just like roaring like at them like feral. But it, but it, it just it's 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 that's the way it used to be all the time and and and. and it was five euro in for kids. Kids, it was a five. It was a five in for kids, so they, their tickets would have been sold as well. So you're looking at ten thousand uh, in Park Tolchin for a nothing game for Mead, which is just uh, as well just shows you, um, you know, uh, what it meant to the Mead supporters when when ten thousand people support ten thousand Mead supporters turned up for a nothing game for Mead. Uh, David Russell. Yeah, well, I suppose it wouldn't have been, you know, ten thousand all made. There was a, there was a very big um carry. And Kerry don't, Kerry don't travel. Yeah, Do you they know, travel like, when there's something on the game though. Yeah, and, and there was to be fair, but um, but no, it was uh, it was great to see the the stand and the terrace packed. Um, probably could be the last time we'll see the old ground really packed like that. For a game. Oh, don't say that. National League next year. Oh, oh Park Tolchin. Yeah. Well, will they, yeah, will, will there be a sod turned at that stage no. uh, in Park Tolchin? No, there won't be a sod turned at that stage. So we will well, see well, the old stadium. Like, be a big row or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, only, uh, only if you're taking divots, kicking the ball. <laughs> but, but, uh, well, which, is, which we know from the official guide is a, is a throw up because you can't make a divot. No, no, not uh, ball, make a divot after you kick it is what he said. But on that, I suppose um, it'll be great to see... Uh, 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 the, the Division 1 teams coming to Park Tolchin next year and Andy McEntee will be looking forward to that I'm sure and David Rissman caught up with him after the game um, straight away after the game on the pitch and we got an interview um, an exclusive interview with Andy McEntee we'll play it for you now Andy um, 
Disappointing result, I suppose, at the end of the day, first and foremost, but a uh, most enjoyable game, which I think the supporters and probably the players actually enjoyed playing in. Yeah, I think, uh, I hope the supporters, because really that's that's what today was about. It was important for us to turn up and uh, put in a performance that Mead supporters could go home and say, those fellas give us everything they had, and uh, I think by and large that's that's pretty much what happened and I suppose like Kerry coming down here with something to play for quite significantly a place in the All-Ireland semi-finals yeah. and ourselves coming in essentially it's a dead rubber but you're in front of your home fans you want to perform and you couldn't have asked any more from your players today no no I couldn't no not, you know there was a few fellas out there that were out on their feet at the end of it and uh, uh, a lot of young fellas uh, you know the average age of that forward line uh, and some of the defending some of the tackling Look at you know you have to be very proud of a lot of some of the the positives obviously Dara Campion coming in today getting his first championship goal Shane Walsh another six points today three six play yeah. you know yeah. it's impressive stuff Thomas O'Reilly thought came in and was excellent as well today sure um, it's brilliant to see the youth coming through and then you still have that bit of experience we won't name names but you know yourself yeah well I mean look at uh, it was you know some of that experience they, you know, those guys are, are are fantastic in the dressing room and fantastic in the training room so. Uh, it needs that mix hmm. and one of them players I suppose coming on first taste of championship football this year was Mickey Burke to a huge ovation later on it was great to probably see him come on and, and get that well nobody deserves it more I mean his his application over the years has been fantastic and uh, this year was no different so uh, I think you know just just reward for Mickey absolutely and just the year as a whole Andy it's, it's been fantastic I suppose to, you know promotion and their final Super 8s um, but it's probably only the start of hopefully what's going to be a long and enjoyable journey over the next couple of years well, I hope so I mean that's that, that's the plan but I mean th- th- there are no guarantees in anything I mean uh, it's been it's been it's been a, a good year fantastic is probably you know stretching it a little bit fantastic would mean getting to an all in semi-finals mm. so uh, we didn't essentially we didn't do that uh, so uh, uh, it's been good there's been a lot of highlights there's been a few lowlights uh, but you know that's that's the nature of sport life Andy thanks a million for your time throughout the year and, and putting the smiles back on Mead, Mead fans faces alright thank you cheers so that was Andy McIntyre talking to David Rispin afterwards and David I know like you like you're you're an avid Mead supporter and, and, and you're so happy with the year and the whole lot and, and Kieran is as a PRO and Brian is as the secretary of the minor county board and as a supporter and me and my family and everybody everybody is so happy with it now, there are some people out there grumbling or whatever but they know nothing about football but uh, when you're talking to Andy there and you're saying it's fantastic year he's realistic at the same time he's saying yeah we had a good year but fantastic would be an All-Ireland semi-final which I love the fact that you know uh, he's he's he doesn't want to settle for that do you know what I mean he wants more from this team he wants more from this group he wants more from being a manager of Mead he wants more for the Mead supporters he wants them to be up at the very top yeah. you said it though this is a journey and it's a, a, a it might take a few years he would have loved to have been in the semi-final obviously though ah of course he would have um, but I think when he when he sits back on, on his armchair and probably takes a breather this week for the first week and God knows how long he'll probably say to himself yeah yeah not a bad job to be fair this year lads good job but then again you look at it and say right what can we actually do next year to top um, that to top that exactly and I suppose you look straight away to the league and you know survival in the league is obviously going to be number one priority initially um, yeah. and then you know we'll, we'll analyse the draw and see where we're at there in the Leinster 
and then you'll probably your ultimate goal will be to get back into the Super 8s and then push on so to try and get a result or two in the Super 8s that could propel us to an All-Ireland semi-final yeah. and I think that would be where he'll be trying to kind of gain progress on this year and then when you interview him next year, if he does get to an All Ireland semi final, and you say it was a fantastic year, he'll say no, it was a good, no, year, it was a good year. But a fantastic year would have been if we went to an All Ireland yeah. final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, not say that. But no, like he was. There was a real, um, there was a real sense of relief. Oh, yeah, relief is probably the right word for Andy. He was, he was far more calm, laid back, and you know, just kind of uh, everything had lifted from him after the game, and he was just. He was just enjoying kind of the year been done and everything that went into it and putting on a performance in Navin in front of the supporters and, uh, you know, reflecting on, I suppose, what happened over the year and he can look forward to a couple of weeks off and I suppose that'll probably be all, maybe a week off and then he'll be out looking at players Well, I was again. just going to say, no sooner <laughs> yeah. had that game been finished, but he was thinking what might have been and how he can improve on that yeah, next a- year. Absolutely. Obviously, because that's the, that's the type of man. Great interview again, David. Well done. Um just it's great to get uh, those interviews those exclusive interviews with Andy McEntee and the players afterwards um, and to Brian Kelly as well for getting one with the Honey Badger um, Kieran Flynn we have a few more comments in on yeah, the old Twitter machine just funny one here from Mags just saying the Royal House draw ticket sellers were nearly running after the Kerry boys Is that the job <laughs> well done to the boys there was actually a lot of the Mead under 16 panel that uh, Brian referenced earlier with the ticket sellers the Brilliant. sellers so it's great to kind of this is like the few pounds that we give out to the sellers and the great that the young lads who are giving up their time are they're kind of helping their county out and they're getting rewarded themselves which is great absolutely and it's great to see them running after carry boys getting ready for their seniors <laughs> then uh, Kevin or sorry Keith Simon says any chance the GA could send Dublin to Navin but I just double checked the, the league the league is finished the, the, the year two of a two year cycle so the fixtures are going to be drawn next year fresh so we just hope we don't get the set ladder FIFA treatment and one ball is hotter than the other. Yeah, right? absolutely. But Wouldn't it be brilliant to bring Dublin to Navin and uh, to fill... And pull the roads in there for Toth and Ashford and Dubai and, <laughs> and pull them in and take it off and cancel the buses. The buses go on strike. No It'd be brilliant. Now, in fairness, I'd say there'd be an absolutely incredible atmosphere. Uh, looking on there as well, a couple and of more. Just Keith says, it is vital that we get back to the Super Eights and that's, everyone yeah. knows that. And Mike yeah. was just saying, they were great. And then Cormac just buzzed in there with four, hopefully, home games in the league. Yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah, absolutely. If you get... So we're back to an open draw. So if we were, if, if this was the same thing last year, we would have inherited fixtures from the team that got relegated. But this year it's going to be an open draw. So. Yeah, which would be great. And uh, look, lads, um, as I said at the start. I can't say one, but we can kind of reference what one lad says. He says, he just basically says, hope that the carry lad doesn't win the house. He might have put a few little bit added in there now. Ah, throw it in there. What did he <laughs> say? All right, we'll say it. Go on. He said, that fecking house better not be won by a Kerry dad. I'll burn it down. <laughs> if David Shepherd wins the house and he moves to Nav and we won't complain. Well, that's, that's yeah. he gets the transfer as well. Um, well I'll be part of this contract. Oh, my honey, would love to have one, Mickey. Yeah, they would indeed. Um, uh, so it's interesting, to be honest with you. But use, <laughs> use it. Use it. Probably have the money as well to pay for it. Oh. Um. <laughs> but he follows hard to court then. Yeah. Him and Oshin. Does he know the guy? Yes. But the one thing we can say if we say is Dunsany, he wouldn't be at the races if it comes to getting the money. Oh. Well, there's a few of them at the races, but anyway. Um, look, lads, that that brings down the curtains as I said at the start of the uh, show on the um, Mead senior teams. Uh, football year and what a year it's been David uh, referenced it already when he was talking to um, Andy McEntee that uh, the three goals would have been to get promoted 
to get to a Leinster final, to get to the Super 8s and to maybe unearth a few uh, stylish footballers for, for the future. And I think all of that has been done. Um, I think it was very unf- the results don't reflect in the Super 8s, the effort that the lads put in. And uh, I, I just, I'm buzzing for next year. I can't wait. Um, I so looking forward to seeing these league fixtures coming out because if we could get four home games, um, that would go a long way to... Um, to uh, to keeping your your Division One status if you can get four home games against uh, uh, Division One opposition, but that's it. And what's happening now is we are going to go back to the club scene, and we are going back to uh, club football championship. We've got the senior, intermediate, and we've got the junior championship back in action this weekend. We've got all re- um, reserve championships as well back in action but we are going to be giving you predictions week in week out on each of the junior a the intermediate and the senior championship and uh, all four of us are going to be given our predictions and then weekly uh, on a weekly basis we'll be running through the games and giving you uh, the results obviously and then seeing which of our uh, um, uh, contributors here has the best knowledge of Gaelic football in Mead. So, uh, and with that as well, it's going to bring uh, uh, the, what is it called? The MeadGAPredictions.com brought to you by Courtown GAA. You can get them online. We're going to be filling them in each week. It costs you five euro. I remember when these used to cost two euro. Three, um, three. Oh, sorry, it was a three euro, yeah. yeah. And a pint of milk. Was, your man delivered in glass. In, inflation, lads, it's unbelievable, <laughs> isn't inflation it? Inflation is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, great initiative. Great initiative by the Courtown Club. 200 euro in prize money weekly. Um, 100 euro for first prize and I don't know how, how the rest of it is split up but um, yeah absolutely brilliant we're going to be doing these predictions for you each week and we're going to be looking at maybe some naps um, just to bring in uh, another uh, racing uh, <coughs> an- um, analogy analogy is the word I was looking for um, so we're going to start off with the junior championship we're only going to be doing group A and group B um, in the junior championship and we're going to start off with Group A, I think it is, with St. Dalton's in it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So the first of those games, you are going to give me the fixtures and dates and times. Right, so firstly we have St. Dalton's v. Minority. Where is that? That is in Courtown. And when is it? That is on the 8th of August. Which Thursday. is Thursday. Thursday. So that's Thursday the 8th. And the referee for that one is? Paddy well, Clark at the moment. They're not, they're not, well, most of them are finalised. They're, 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 they're pretty, pretty finalised. That, that's finalised. It's the linesman maybe that are yeah. Very good. So, lads, uh, your predictions for this one. We're going to go to Kieran Flynn first. I mean, uh, St. Dalton's or Minaldi? The best team in Bohemian. Uh, they're not in this game. Uh, St. Dalton's <laughs> or Minaldi? <laughs> <laughs> the ladies are playing in this one. Dundery are in the intermediate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they think you're calling them a Bohemian. <laughs> uh, well, they're Bohemian powers. Um, so, anyway, you're going to go for St. Dalton's. So you're going to go for the Altons. Uh, David Rispin? Yeah, I think it was close in the Talton Cup, but I... Yeah, I reckon Altons will keep their 100% record intact. David Rispin goes for the Altons as well. And Brian Kelly? Altons. He's gone for the Altons. It's a, a clean sweep here for uh, the four... So um, Minaldi are going to win. Contributors. Well, 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 <laughs> I, I tip to win the championship anyway, so I'm proud. Yeah, um, that's it. That's a big one. Um, four of us going for St. Dalton's. This is going to be put up in uh, played in the uh, Minaldi dressing room in 
in Cortown on Thursday night um, our predictions but uh, I suppose St. Dalton's coming down from intermediate you'd kind of have to think that they would have the upper hand having beaten them in the Torching Cup as well so and playing at home as well. they? No. and playing at home as well they're probably just at home yeah. I hope they don't get a trash in, you know. Oh, <laughs> that is on this one. That oh, is on Exactly. <laughs> We're going to move on to the second game in Group A, and that is Bolivar v Clonard, and it's in Longwood on Friday at half seven. Paul Mooney is the right hour. Friday at seven thirty, and uh, we go to Brian Kelly for this one. Uh, Bolivar against Clonard. There's only one winner here, Bolivar. Oh, uh, David Risman. Yeah, I think by a cricket score, Beliver. Oh, okay. How was he, uh, Beliver? I've I've gone for Beliver as well, but I wouldn't have said I, I wouldn't have been so uh, uh, adamant that it's going to be a cricket score. I'm planning to tonight. He looked fit, so that could be good for Clonard, hopefully. Absolutely, uh, fingers crossed. And then the final uh, uh, fixture in Group A sees Moila and Karen Ross. When is that game played? That's Millbrook, and I think it's on the Sunday at half six. Sunday at half six. In Old Castle, and uh, we're going to go to David Risman this time. This is a big game for both. I think um, winner stays in contention, and loser will be more or less. Particularly if Karen Ross lose, they are definitely gone. Um, Moila with another win, following on from the win against Clonard, would keep them very much alive, and they have the chance to knock out Karen Ross. I'm going to say Karen Ross's form isn't great. Um, I've seen them a few times in the Johnny Henry Cup and in the Championship the last day out against Dalton's. There's something just not right about it. Possibly confidence. I'm not really sure. I think might have beat them in this. Wow, that's a big call there from David Rispin. Uh, Kieran uh, Flynn? Yeah, I'm just thinking that surely Karen Ross look has to turn. Look, it was like the worst thing a gambler could say. Like, But I think they have to get a result and I think they're going to do it this time. Okay. Just because um, I thought they were very good in the Championship last year. So. Yeah, Brian Kelly? A few conversations I've had lately suggest, oh, listen, right in the Carneros camp, that there's a few people not too happy, key players maybe not featuring on the team at the moment. So if that's the case, if that's the case, I'm going to stress that I'm saying my luck. Oh God, um, well, I'm I'm going with Kieran Flynn. This one I've picked, Carneros. Uh, um, it's two and two. We're split here. Nobody's going for the draw. Um, which is not beyond the realms of possibility here because no draws but it, it wouldn't do any good for I suppose Karen Ross particularly if they, yeah, yeah the way I look at the, look at this game is whose whose need is greater um, yeah. and Karen Ross have the pedigree they've been there uh, and they they were flying earlier in the year they did so well last year in the championship their need is greater and this game I feel is going to be the one that's going to you know, uh, kickstart their championship. It might be too late, mm. but they're going to come with a flourish. I Sorry, think that, that's just it. another little side note. If Minaldi do pick up anything against St. Dalton's this that's Thursday, Ross are gone yeah. even before they kick a ball on Sunday evening. Yeah. But they, yeah. so they're they're praying Dalton's win as well. So. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting as much as you don't always get what you want. You get what you need, isn't it? The Rolling Stones are always when it comes to these. Like you always be thinking like that. Yeah. Be hard work. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 brilliant. Yeah, I just wanted to show us that he knows. Uh, but comments like that stones. won't be on the podcast on the when we're. No, there's no way we're going to take people's money for comments like that. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, we're going to move on now to Group B, and um, in Group B, we're going to see the first game down for fixture is. Ken Bridgets are playing Come In and Wood on the Friday at half seven in Minority. Okay, and uh, we're going to go to Brian Kelly for this one first. Kilmainham Wood. 
Kilmain and Wood for Brian Kelly, David Rispin. Yeah, it's a, it's a battle for the wooden spoon in this one. Uh, I could, I don't know why I didn't pick the draw on this one because I couldn't. I spent ages mulling over it, but eventually I've gone with Kilmain and Wood. Just, but the, yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, and uh, Kieran Flynn. Yeah, I've seen some bridges play at Dunsany last week, and the bridges weren't very good. But I haven't seen Kilmain and Wood, and Kilmain and Wood have actually been sticky enough team for Dunsany the last while. So I think I'm going with Kilmain and Wood. Yeah, it's it's. I was going with Kilmain and Wood up until a moment ago, and I have changed to draw. I'm looking at their score difference: minus twenty four, minus thirty one. They're very very similar, and uh, I'm going to go for a draw here between St Bridget's and uh, Kilmain and Wood. Brian Kelly, did we get yours? Yeah, Kilmain and Wood. Kilmain and Wood. So have we got what is it? Three gone for Kilmain and Wood or yeah, two? Three. three gone for Kilmain and Wood. So nobody was going for St Bridget's, and I've gone for a draw. So. The Next uh, fixture we have in Group B. The next one after that is Clonagail v St Vincent's. Massive game here, lads, and uh, David Rispin. Yes, we'll get that uh, off. You. Saturday at half five in Park Tolson, and that's Stephen Dawson, the referee. Mm. Mm. That's 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 uh, okay. In Park Tolson, half five Saturday, and Clonagail St Vincent's. Who wins this one, David? I I think Clonagail win it. I don't think they win it by a whole pile. I think it'll be a great game. Two quality sides in it. Uh, Clannagale will top the group with a win in this game with a game to spare as well. I think they just have a little bit more, so I'm going to back them to beat Vincent's. Okay, and uh, Brian Kelly? This could potentially be a preview of the junior final later in the year. Um, I'm getting very hard to split the teams. I'm going for a draw. Oh, right. And uh, Kieran Flynn? Just from seeing, I haven't seen St. Vincent this year. But, oh, sorry, I've seen them in the first round. What am I talking about? <laughs> the Clannagale... <laughs> I saw Clonagale though and I still have nightmares what they did to Dunsany out in Bective so Clonagale were very good Okay Clonagale, and I Clonagale I've actually I'm using the same analogy again whose whose um, need is greater and I'm thinking that St Vincent's just because um, looking at that Clonagale are kind of safe at the top of that table with six points Cortet are playing Dunsany so whoever it is is going to join if, if, if someone wins that game it's, they're going to join Clonagale at the top nobody can pass out Clonagale I think St Vincent's need a win here so I'm going to go with uh, a St Vincent's win um, and just because they like Park Tolchin. Um you could see that last year um, and the last game in that group is Cortown v Dunsany where is that and when is it taking place lads it is Saturday 7 o'clock in Simonstown and Declan Brown is the referee at the moment Simon's turn. Um, what I would say here, lads, is if you want to abstain from, well, if you want to abstain from it, David, that's no problem. Um, I don't think you should be. Maybe uh, you're not like gamble on your own games. Um, just a question on the the. You're just in the vein of some of our viewers and listeners. Uh, Keith for Simon said, David Rispin can make sure court time doesn't win if he wishes. Not sure if he's a betting man? Question mark. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. I've seen him play sometimes. I'm. I'm not sure. Is he? He must be. No, but I don't think it, every week. Is yeah, he? But uh, no. But honestly, <laughs> honestly, I don't think it'd be fair for David to um, make a comment on that game. No, um, no. I look at. I. I. I'm not going to back against my own team. So, yeah, which, that's all you need so, to say. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, Kieran Flynn, you're not playing, so we'd like to get your thoughts. Yeah, I saw uh, the the game last year was playing Dungani, wasn't it? David? Yeah, and. Courtham were not probably as good as they have been this year. And Dunsany are probably in a similar enough field to it. They haven't improved much. So oh, I'm obviously going to be going for Dunsany regardless. But it'll be a titanic struggle then. Brian Kelly? If Courtham can keep the fox in his box, Courtham will win. 
very good oh, um, right, <laughs> that's a very cute little remark there um, about the fox um, I'm going to go for a draw on this one just to sit on the fence and not upset either of you we're going to move on that is the junior championship but the uh, only thing is we know for a fact is there will be some crack that night in the palace there will be um, <laughs> uh, and drink responsibly as we always say and if you are gambling don't um, we're going to move on now to the intermediate championship and uh, we're going to go to group A and get the first of the fixtures off uh, Kieran Flynn so it's Kilmainham v Ballon Lock Friday at half seven in Carlinstown and Peter Skelly is refereeing the game ok and we're going to go to you for your uh, your prediction in that one uh, Ballon Lock v Kilmainham I'm going for Ballon Lock Okay, and uh, David Brisbane. It'd be interesting when Newman played. Yeah, I think I think Newman is a big doubt for Kilmainham, and I think without them, they're they're obviously not the same team. And I think Ballinlock have been steady without being spectacular. They need another win to keep their hopes of progressing alive, and I think this will be a game that they'll targeted to, to do so, and I think they'll win. Excellent, and Brian Kelly. Yeah, Susan Farrell will be happy. Ballinlock. Yeah, uh, I I've also picked Susan Farrell and Ballinlock to. Oh, nice. uh, to uh, win against Kilmainham um, I mean just strength and depth and I know they're doing great work out there but I wouldn't be surprised if Kilmainham got a result in this one um, uh, in fact but we'll move on to the second of the fixtures in Group A it's uh, Nobber v Dunbarra Saturday at 7 o'clock and it's in Kilmainham Wood Jack Gordon is the referee ok and uh, Brian Kelly um, Nobber oh Nobber against Dunbarra he's picked Nobber uh, David Rispin. I think a very close game. Uh, struggled to split them, but I I'd agree with Brian. I'll just go with Nobber. And uh, Kieran Flynn. Nobber. Nobber. I've actually gone for a draw here. Um, I would have picked a win for Drumbarra. Um, I just. I just. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. That is going. That's going to be a really tight one, and I'm just going to go with the draw. We're looking down at uh, the the table, and again, that group is so tight. Oldcastle. On three points, Nobber on three points, Drumbarra, Mead Hill, and Ballinlock all on two points. So, anybody in that, Kilmainham are still in that, uh, uh, in, in the shout. It's a brilliant group, and uh, there's going to be very, very little between the teams in that one. Nobber and Drumbarra. I've gone for Drumbarra, or I've gone for the draw on that one. I probably have, will be kicking myself. I think Drumbarra are going to win that one. Um, okay, then, uh, the last of those fixtures is Oldcastle v Mead Hill. It's first versus third, um, a point between the two of them. But Kieran uh, uh, Flynn, where is that game and when has it been it's played? Sunday two o'clock in Ballinlock. Probably to allow for the travelling because it's even though you, everyone uses that term North Mead, it's a fair old trek from Millbrook over to Mead Hill. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so we'll get David Rispin. David Rispin, uh, you are going to say. I'm going to say Oldcastle. I think they'll have too much. I think Division One football and a really good, strong finish to their league, um, which culminated in them staying up in the division, will stand them in good stead going into this game. Uh, they'll be one of the front runners for the intermediate, and I think they'll keep going on this um, and beat Meadow. Okay, Kieran Flynn. Absolutely, ditto. Brian Kelly. Yeah, I think Division One versus Division Two. I think Oldcastle probably will have too much for Meadow. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I've picked Oldcastle. I think that there's going to be fire and 
bloody brimstone in this one so there is I think this could be a very feisty affair it'll be uh, Ryan, Ryan Owens is listening in from me at the moment so maybe Ryan you can keep your powder dry and say nothing but there's steam coming out of that the iPad that's warming up yeah. the iPad that's warming up it's going to yeah. explode in I, a second <laughs> look I, 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 again I don't think there's going to be um, much be between now. me and him don't like losing and they're not going to they're not going to lose easily there's not many teams that they're do like losing but this is going to be a tough tough affair and I think that uh, two two very physical teams and uh I, I, I don't see there being much in this, but I'm going to give Oldcastle the edge. We're going to move on now to Group B. That's Group A finished. Um, and the first of the fixtures, uh, David, no, Kieran Flynn. <laughs> That's me. Uh, on show. St. Michael's v. Castletown, Saturday, 7 o'clock, in Drumcondrit, Bernard Healy, the ref. So Saturday, 7 o'clock, in Drumcondrit, and Brian Kelly, who is your winner between Castletown and St. Michael's? Top plays second, four points plays three points. Um... I'm going to go with second place to overtake Castleton so St. Michael's to win. Oh, that's a big call. And uh, David Rispin? I think this will be a cracking game. I think uh, Castleton League champions playing ever so well. St. Michael's, i seen them a few weeks ago in the Henry Cup. I thought their forward line were immense that night and they were missing a couple of the Lynches who should be back this weekend. Um, I can't split them. I think it'll be a draw. Uh, I think it'll be a quality contest and a draw wouldn't be a disaster result for both of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the splinters in David Rispin's <laughs> arse. And, I get eight uh, points for that if that Kieran, gets certain Kieran right. Flynn. So. Drinks or gets? <laughs> oh, God, I wish. Ball young Castletown. I've gone for Castletown as well. Just on current form, I, well, okay, they had a... They had one blip. They had one blip, but uh, I just think that they're in good stead and they're uh, going to continue their winning form. Like um, Kevin Ross, I think, coming from mid-juniors will be... Yeah. He'll be... A big man for the day. Exactly, exactly. Uh, we'll move on to the second uh, of the games in Group B. Sydney v Trim, Saturday at 7 o'clock, uh, in Park Tulchin, and Joey Curdy's the ref. Okay, we'll go to Kieran Flynn for his prediction on that one. I'll be going for Trim. I pretty much back Trim in most games they've played, and sometimes they've let me down, but I still think they're a very good team. Uh, it was interesting to see with the likes of Douglas and Tover and these lads who will actually take the field and the Lynches and stuff. So, But I have to go with Trim. Yeah, uh, David Rusman. Yeah, I think so too. I think uh, this will be the first time really since our second round game that they'll actually have their full complement of panel back between hurling, uh, meet juniors, meet under twenties. They wouldn't have had, the, you know, their full squad available to them since that second round collapse. You'd have to say against Bective in Bohemian. The pressure's on them here. I think they need a win. I think Sidden Darrow. I don't know is he what way is he? If he plays, you give Sidden a chance. If he doesn't you have to look at the league form as well like Division 1 did more harm than good to them I think Trim win yeah absolutely I've gone for Trim and uh, Brian Kelly yeah Trim are in 4th place in the group Sitting are 5th a defeat here would leave Sitting in relegation trouble I think in There's the group none. no relegation none from the intermediate no there's four teams oh yeah, yeah. yeah so either way I think the fact that it's in Park College I think that'll suit Trim more than it'll suit Sitting so I'm gonna to have to go with Trim to beat Sid. Yeah, I would. I that's that's the logic I use. I think that uh, Park Tolchin is gonna suit Trim uh, more than it'll suit Sid. And um, obviously, Darrow would love to be playing in Park Tolchin. The big open expanses of Park Tolchin would yeah. suit him, but um, I just think it's too much of an ask. And uh, one of the things, if Sid lose, they're not in relegation, but. Uh, kind of ends their, their championship hopes so it does uh, one point we'll move on to the last uh, the next game um, for Kieran Flynn to announce for us and mm. it is Ballinabracky versus Bective yeah Bective v Ballinabracky is on Sunday at half six in Trim and Owen Ganley's refereeing it Sunday 6.30 in Trim um, 
and we'll go to Kieran Flynn for his prediction on the Ballinabracky back. Another team I've probably backed every time Ballinabracky. Very impressive unit. Yeah. I'm backing them. Yeah, David Rispin. Yeah, I agree with Kieran. I think Ballinabracky need a win. I think they're going well, and I think they will win. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Brian Kelly. Yeah, Ballinabracky bottom of the group. Um, back to Vartordus. Ballinabracky desperately need the victory. I think that. Allied to the fact that they're playing quite well at the moment in the league and going well in the Carnarvon Cup, I think you can't be confidence and confidence allied to a desperate desperate need for victory. I think Ballinabracky to do it. Yeah, uh, again, I've gone with Ballinabracky just because they've got their their mojo back. Beck have lost to Waterstown, wasn't it in the yeah. Division Two playoff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, True to the true to the knockout tournament final, the Bo- Cornabonia final, lost and the in the league lost the Centre in the league final. I just think, and, and and after extra time, I just think that they've got their mojo back, and that this as, as well will kickstart their championship. So we're gonna go. We're, we're all going for a Ballinabracky win there. We'll go on to Group C now, and uh, the first fixture in Group C. Uh, St Peter's Dunboyne the Blackhall Gales. Saturday at 7 o'clock in Dunshockland, Paul Mooney Raffle. Um, I'm going to go with St. Peter's Dunboyne here. Um, Kieran Flynn? I always back the first team's Blackhall Gales. No kidding. Um, David Rispin? Yeah, I think Blackhall Gales have um, have recovered really well this year, in fairness. They've got a few wins, had a good run in the Cup, uh, got a few results in the league as well. I think Dunboyne seem to be struggling a little bit uh, coming into the intermediates. It's hard to know what they'll use at senior. be interesting to see if Don Lennon actually played for the intermediates this year. Well, and, uh, you know, there's no. I know they're they're out in the senior this weekend too, but it'd be he mightn't actually start for the seniors. When is that? When is that? Uh, St. Peter's Dunboyne game. Uh, they're playing the Fina Sunday at seven o'clock in Partholson. No, in the in the against Blackhall Gales. Wait, sorry, they're Saturday evening. Yeah. Saturday, they play both. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing stopping there's them, nothing playing, them from playing both. Playing a half or something, even so. Yeah. I'm still going with Blackhall Gales, but if Lennon plays, uh, don't be don't be surprised to see Dunboyne yeah, winning that. Brian Kelly. Can we not? Can we change this? Like, no, we see the team list. No, no. First no. evening is the yeah, deadline. You can change it before then. Because I've got stung before when you realise like three of the lads are on holidays. Like, oh no. Brian Kelly. Uh, I think former meet senior Jerry Robinson is managing Dunboyne and I think he'll have a smile on his face come Saturday evening yeah, you're going for Dunboyne and I'm going for nice Dunboyne the, uh, the next of the fixtures in Group C uh, so we had the last one was St Peter's so it's Delete Bally Sound v Dunderry that's the repeat of the corner Boyne where is that game on it's going to be in Slane and Martin Dawson's reference when is that that is Saturday at 7 o'clock Saturday at 7 in Slane and David Rispin Dundry and the league repeated that um, intermediate cup semi-final I think it'll be a close game again I just think I'll have to go with form and go with the league I know Stephen Coogan I think he's after doing his cruise ship for Dundry which will be an absolutely massive loss for massive them. Oh, um, uh, so because of that I'm going well, Mike is already laughing with the way we all say Dundry <laughs> <laughs> Dundry yeah. so I'm not going with Dundry I'm going with the league value yeah, I'm going with Delique Bellingston and funnily enough, I think that uh, Brian Kelly is just after when you heard that Coogan had, yeah, uh, had <laughs> he's changed. No, he you're locked in. Brian just yeah, came I've in gone for Delique Bellingston. No, but we can see it. Kieran Flynn, who no, do you I go for? Who are you going for? I'm going for Delique now that Stephen Coogan's injured. Okay, and Brian Kelly is as well. Brian Kelly's after doing the exact same, so we're all going for Delique Bellingston. I've just been friendly at Neighbourhood Watch. 
Like, today could be the cut parts, you know, just be heist. Don't like the cut Well, I, 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 I just want to say Dundry again for Mags going in there uh, listening Dundry, in. Dundry, 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 Dundry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the final game in Group C sees Waterstown taking on Dunhamore, Ashburn. And uh, where and when is this game being played? It is Jennifer? Sunday, 7 pm in Dunshockland. Well, I'm going to go on this one. I'm going to say Waterstown win here. Um, so I'll let you just fight it out then, David Rissman. Yeah, I think so too. I think Waterstown have really got their act together. Um, promotion in the league as well. Great to see them back, you know, climbing the leagues again. And, and I think they'll get another result here in the championship as well. With Brian Kelly. Yeah, the Blacks look like they could be on the way back. So I'm going with Waterstown. And uh, Kieran Flynn. The Blacks are back. The Blacks are back. We're all going for Waterstown. We're going to move on now to the um, senior championship, the Fairhill Steel Senior Championship, the Mead Potato Intermediate Championship, and the Junior Championship is the Chocolate Terror Championship. We just want to give the sponsors um, of those competitions a shout out. So the Fairhill Steel Senior Championship, and we're going to Group A, and the first of the fixtures is Kieran Flynn. Uh, Screen v Centralstown is on Friday at half seven in Park Tolchin and Cormac Riley from the Marys is referring. That's a big game um, in Park Tolchin. Um, Brian Kelly, uh, this is huge for Centralstown, and I'm presuming, I'm presuming, but we've seen on this podcast before, he doesn't always go for the home team. <laughs> Who is your prediction going to be this week, Brian Kelly? I seen Screen in round two against O'Mahony's, and they were excellent. They got a brave victory that night in Simonstown. Um, Paddy O'Rourke caused havoc at full forward, and Derek Camping was very good around the middle of the field. If they have that form again on. Friday night will be very hard to stop but I just think our need is going to be greater we've lost we've lost the two games but the score difference is only minus four which shows the tightness of those games Yeah, we had the benefit of the league final a few weeks ago and I think um, <coughs> with some of the younger players showing good form at the minute Alan Mulvaney was very good in the league final and different lads I think that we have the potential to Overturn screen. I know I asked Eric Campion on Sunday, was there any chance that he might have picked up a late injury? He laughed and he said, Not a chance of it. But I just think the greater need will suffice, and Joe Cowley will inspire the team to victory. Okay, David Rusman? Um, I don't think he will. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think you're talking to your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you made a good case to them, Brian, in fairness, but I, I think screen win this. I think uh, they've had a decent finish to the league, getting a few wins. Um, they're going to get it. obviously Harry Rooney's missed a lot of the league and obviously Campo he's the one he's back as well I think they'll follow on the round two win and make it three from three Kieran Flynn yeah I think just from the, the campion factor is a massive one I think Screen have played the better football so be a tight one and Keith Simon says here he commented and said he tossed a coin for us he never told us which he predicted though, <laughs> which is a real Kieran Flynn move was it a double sided coin yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's a real Kieran Flynn move you know what I mean but, it, so. but it'd be great to see the Campo celebration again wouldn't it no if you got to go Aye. no fantastic no um, thanks to man no just <laughs> welcome Mickey Newman's after joining us there from Clemenum we, we, we won't Mickey. tell Mickey his prediction though no, no, Mickey, if you, I think that gives it away actually hang on we'll get Mickey's we'll get Mickey, Mickey's if you, uh, if, you, if, you, if you could <laughs> let us know uh, how you're feeling at the minute uh, will you be ready for championship on the weekend that could determine a lot of uh 
how our predictions are going. Not just ours, but game. everyone else's <laughs> exactly. as well. Um, but um, if you tweet in, we won't let anybody else know how your injury is. But just look at Kevin Trainer from Sydney as well. After so maybe they're all sitting here. We're after, uh, after slanting them or telling them they're great and they're all looking in. Screen in Centristown, myself, I'm going to go for a draw on this one. I think that Centristown, as you said, the, the need is greater. They're pushing on, they're playing well at the moment. Division 2 um, uh, 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 champions. Um, Youngful is coming through. Screen, Campo, all those, uh, all the different factors going well at the moment. Paddy O'Rourke full forward. I just can't separate the two teams, and I'm going to go for a draw on this one. I think that this this is going to be a very very close affair, and uh, and I'm just going to. Uh, I'm just laughing. Sorry to interrupt you. Just keep Simon said he went for screen and. Kevin Trainer from Sydney just laughing and slating us again, smiley face laughing. <laughs> that was directed at you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always no, no, at absolutely. We're going to move. My on. ancestors come from Sydney. I'm never going to slate them. No, neither am I. My mum's from Sydney. So we'll move on now. So that, that's uh, so we've got a draw. You're going for Centristown. You're going for Screen, and you're screen. going for Screen. So two Screen, one Centristown, and a nice draw. Nice to see our former uh, actually fellow who won a Keaton Cup with us going against us. Absolutely, yeah, totally. Uh, going against uh, the St. Column Kills, yeah, club is joining us here as well. So um, their we're going to move on now to uh, the next game in Group A, um, and that is that fixture is just a small fixture. You're probably knowing that, no one care about it now. Navan O'Mahony's v Gale Column Kill. Yeah, if you <laughs> just one word answer on this, yeah, yeah. hello. Um, so Saturday, the Brian t- Kelly, we'll start with you <laughs> actually. This Saturday, one. seven o'clock in Sean Newman Park, Bormean. Oh, Sean Newman Park, Bormean, uh, Gale Column Kill. Navin O'Matneys, Brian Kelly, can Navin O'Matneys get uh, over the hoodoo that uh, Kells have on them all this year? I think it'll be all fine and dandy for Davino and Kells will win. Oh, oh, oh Davino! Fine and dandy! Hey. Hey! <laughs> Yeah, I think Kells, I think they'll have too much for Navin and Matties. No, Caden. Kells, they're too well taught. They're too well taught. <laughs> there, is, there is that. I've gone for Kells as well. Um, I just can't see... Navin and Matney's a uh, really good side, but I just don't think they know how to beat Kells at the moment. And that's probably um, uh, the reason why I'm going to go with Kells. And the final the final uh, fixture in that division, uh, or in that group, is Dunshockland and St. Pat's. And that is taking place where and when Blister of Kieran Flynn? Saturday, 7 o'clock in Ashburn. In Ashburn. And uh, David Rispin, who's going to win this one? Uh, I split loyalties here I've you know obviously Ben Duggan a good friend of mine um, and also Anthony Miles who is already listening in but then we have our former manager Davy Cahill over St Pat's and he's confident that they will cause trouble um, at some stage in this group they're running out of time to do it so they'd want to be doing it against Dunshockland I think Dunshockland will kick on from the win against Centrestown in round two and make it two from two and keep them in the shake up for okay, Matt Costello is still an injury doubt for Dunshockland. He hasn't fully recovered from the leg injury. I still think even with, without him that Dunshockland probably have a little bit too much for St. Pat's. But St. Pat's always pull a surprise off, so who they knows. Do. And they love beating teams up around that neck of the woods as they well. They do, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They do like playing up around... It's in Ashburn, isn't it? Yeah. They got a result Better against... They get, we got a result against... Was it not a draw yeah. with them? Or draw I think it was back. a draw in the first and, round and of the championship. Bet, they bet back nine points down. in the relegation playoff in, in Ashburn. In well. Ashburn. So, so they yeah. do like Ashburn. Um, they're prediction upsetters, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Cooper and Busters. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, was, was, I just heard that somewhere. Kieran Flynn, who are you going to go for? Kieran Flynn, who are you going to go for? Oh, Sunday's. Dunshockton. Dunshockton. I've gone for Dunshockton again, but again. <laughs> 
I, do you know what? Like I'm looking down through all of my my, my, my predictions and I'm going like none of these are going to be wrong. Like, but there's no doubt that at least fifty percent of them will be wrong when we come back here next week. Um, we'll move on now to Group B and the first fixture in Group B sees who? Rakeni v Dunham or Ashburn Friday half seven in Dulik. Rakeni v Dunham or Ashburn Friday in Dulik. Yeah, um, we we'll go to Brian Kelly. Who's going to win this one? Um, Dunham or Ashburn. Mantle is in flying form, and I think that could be the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave Rissman. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, Rakenny are probably, they have some fantastic footballers in Keith Curtis, and then obviously you know about the county lads and all that, but I just think overall Dunham and Ashburn have more strength and depth, and I think they'll get the win they need. Dunham and Dublin? Yeah, um, I've gone for Dunham Ashburn here myself as well, but looking at the table, I'm kind of like going, it's, this is, I, I'm going with Dunham or Ashburn, but I would not be surprised if this ended up in a draw. I don't see Rakeni winning it, but I would not be surprised Even if this was easy win for Ashburn. He says. Coming from an Ashburn man, though. Oh, okay. yeah, well, And that's, it's not Ashburn, it's Dunham or If you know your history, it's We will move on. The second game in Group B sees who pitted this against is who. Definitely one of the biggest games in the round. Ratot v Summerhill. It is the Sunday the 11th at half five in Partosh. Yeah, this is, a, this is a massive game. Um, we're told if we're told were to win it, Summerhill would be <laughs> still on two points, and uh, would put it would put distance between uh, Summerhill and, and and the top teams because you can expect Dunamore Ashburn maybe to win and maybe Minalvi to get a win. So it's a uh, it's a tough one. Brian Kelly, who do you see winning this one? Um, probably whoever comes out on top in the battle between McGill and Darius will edge it. But I've tipped Summerhill at the start of the year to win the championship, so I'm going to go with Summerhill. He's going to go with Summerhill. I'd say whoever comes out in the battle of the scoreboard will probably win it, but uh, David <laughs> Rispin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd agree with you, Mickey. I think that'll be a key factor in the I think in, in the overall result. But, uh, yeah, I think... Look, I could I, be wrong. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> there could be a malfunction or something. But, yeah. no, I think I agree with Brian. I think Summerhill, um, I won't say their need is greater, but... I just think they're going better at the minute. I know Rototo but missing the lads and so have Summerhill to be fair but Summerhill have dealt with it better. If you integrate them guys back in you'd feel and they can get some nurse some of them injuries back to health I think Summerhill will win. And uh, Summerhill I saw them in the league semi-final the most recent time they played quite impressive. Just be interesting Ronan probably Ronan Ryan probably won't make it. Ross, is, Ross came on a sub today for Kiltay looked, looked like he's getting back fully fit as well to get Match face. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, yeah, it's, this is going to be a tough one. Um, and Michal Byrne and, and Caelan Young Shawnee injured as Dalton, well. Yeah. Shawnee Dalton. Uh, and the likes of Darius. You know, and, and Ratot, game, Ratot getting their players back from the county setup and mm-hmm. the whole lot. Like, I just think that that could be a huge factor. I'm going to get more fucking splinters in my arse here, lads. Um, I've gone for a draw on this. And I'm looking down. And I've already got five draws well, no, over fair, the three. That's, over the, 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 the draw takes balls because you don't get the same amount of points for a, a, a draw. You get more points for a draw. So, you yeah, know, well, I, I think no, it's easier I, to pick someone to win, basically. Yeah, that's what I'm but, but, but I, I, I'm just trying to take in all the factors um, at the moment. Okay, and someone uh, who's physically stronger, which may be a thing too. Physically stronger up until they took a few injuries last week, you know, and, 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 and the whole lot of... Uh, well, like, we record this like five minutes before the game. Yeah, then exactly. Like, then make a decision. Well, <laughs> wish, I wish we, we could. still won't got the official team at that stage. So anyway, <laughs> we've got three lads going for Summerhill. I'm going for a draw. Nobody's going for a total, a total top of the table. Summerhill are in fourth. 
It's uh, the world is upside down, lads. We're <laughs> going to go on to the last of the uh, fixtures in Group B, and that's these long one taking on Minalvi. And where and when is that taking place? Kieran? It's on the thirteenth, which is actually the Tuesday at seven fifteen in Summerhill. What we might do is we'll give our predictions for that, but uh, yeah, we, we, there's no point in talking about because we'll be we'll we'll be talking about that game next weekend. Yeah. On the next podcast, give your, so prediction. your prediction, Kieran. Minalvi, I think just about Killian Sullivan and Harden. Okay, then. I think I think comfortable enough Manalvi, yeah. Manalvi and Brian Kelly. Yeah, uh, very hard to see Longwood beat Manalvi, so Manalvi. Yeah, I've gone for Manalvi here as well, but Mickey Burke back and you know the again, you know, you just you can't write off Owen Longwood. Oh Lynch and, and Ennis and Ennis. it's just Stenson and Loslin. You know, most of these games, you know, it's a heart and heart and head is be you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard. Um, I wouldn't again. I wouldn't be surprised if Longo got something from that game. We'll move on now to Group C. Uh, that's Group B finished, and we're going to go on to Group C. And uh, the first of the fixtures from Group C sees St. Colin Kills Eastmead are playing the Wolf Tones in Walterstown Saturday at seven o'clock. Okay, and David Rispin, who wins and this? The Kills one? are listening in, so be careful what you say. Where there. is this? Did you say? That is in St. Colin Kills Wolf Tones in Walterstown. Saturday at 7 o'clock okay and these types of places do affect the fixture I think yeah absolutely I, I just worry about St. Colm Kills in their last couple of results uh, they played Summerhill and I think it was the was it the Fesh Cup or the, the last round of the league or something recently and I think they were really below par I know they're missing their guys but Ben Brennan there's no guarantees he'll play this weekend sure they should have Graham Riley and James Conlon back but I just think Wolf Tones are such a seasoned championship outfit and uh, with the couple of lads they have back I think I can't see past them yeah, uh, Brian Kelly. Yeah, um, Ben Brennan as far as I know will be fit to play this weekend. Um, just chatting him at the weekend, he thinks he'll be okay. Banty Conlon destroyed Wolf Tones last year. You'd think that they'll have learned the lessons from then. I don't know is Dan O'Neill back yet for the Tones? If he is, he'd be a huge addition, and I just think Tones might sneak a tight pitch would probably suit the Tones better. Kieran Flynn, yeah, you have a couple of comments in as well. Yeah, just kind of, I'm going to agree with Keith for his point here. Tough one to call, we're agreeing on that. Tones a bit more experience. Keen Ward is a maestro. The kills probably are weakest at the back, and that's probably where the Tones will probably do the most damage to them. Thomas Ray, Keen Ward, Freaker Ward, Stephen Shepherd, even uh, Park Diamond. There's a lot of lads there. The, the two Finnegans as well. Two, yeah, like you're talking. Sauron, yeah, and uh, what's the Bruach? Don't mention the war. Yeah, I think I think the four of us have picked the Wolf Tones then, and again, like it's 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 crazy to think you know, so Colin kills with all the uh, the players they have and the Banty and the whole lot like mm-hmm. that were that were actually uh, backing against them. But we have all picked uh, the Wolf Tones. Apologies to Saint Colin Kills. Absolutely, anybody there. listening from Saint Colin <laughs> Kills. It's not that no. it's not that we think Saint Colin Kills are bad. It's just we're, we're looking through the teams and we're saying that maybe Wolf Tones, with the experience they have and and the way they're playing at the minute, that they might just get over the line in yeah, this one. The yeah. next, the next fixture sees. It is Curahavi Simonstown. It's in screen and it's on Sunday at two o'clock. And Podgy Kyle from Centralstown is refereeing it. No problem with David Rissman, we go to you first. Yeah, I think I think the Simon Sam boys will have enjoyed the relaxation um breaking in Galway last week um for a week by all in all sense. And it's important to get that just before championship. In fairness to Curaha, they put up a really, really strong account of themselves in round two against Nafine and narrowly beaten, I think, unlucky in doing so. I think it'll probably be a little bit trickier, but I think Simonstown's um extra experience and class should tell in the end and I think they'll get over the line here. Yeah, um, Brian Kelly. 
Yeah, I just wonder if Simonson are playing Dunbine or O'Mahony's, would they have gone to Galway on the tear for the week? Yes. Is it, like, did they just say it's Coraha? If they did, that's slightly disrespectful. Um, I don't know. I, I still think Simonson probably have too much for And Kieran Flynn. As I was kind of saying to David there, we talked a lot about S&C on this podcast, maybe. But Simonson went down the route of R and R. Sorry, you know, we, we talk a lot of B and S. You mean? But <laughs> <laughs> well, this was R and R. They went for it. just say come in here from Keith. I'm saying Conor Moriarty is back and on form. Hmm. So it's interesting if if he can cause damage. And who are you calling? I, I think Simonson just will have too much stuff. Very good. Are you sure it wasn't PP they went for? The final <laughs> game in Group C sees St Peter's Dunboyne taking on Nafina. Where and when is this game? Because this is a massive one. The clash of the black and amber. The 11th, which is the Sunday, 7 o'clock. Par Tulch and Liam O'Brien from Delete Values and Refinet. Could be Donald Lennon's comeback game, the senior. Could be Shane Walsh dominating in there in the edge of the square and centre forward. You never know. Uh, David Rispin. Um St Peter's Dunboyne or Nafina yeah it, it is a tasty tussle uh, I think there'll be some really key matchups as well to it you wouldn't know you could have Shane Walsh against Shane McEntee um, should Shane McEntee be fit for it but I think I have to go with the senior champions I think their defeat earlier in the piece will put a little bit of pressure on them in this I think Nafina are coming in decent form not spectacular by any means but I think Dunboyne will be tagging this time of the year to actually start playing well again and, and to really put their foot on the throttle ahead of the business end of the championship and I, I could see them getting the win here. How many players have they got involved in the senior meet team? Uh, Dunboyne 6, 7 is it? 3 or 4. Is it only 3 or it's 4? Probably McEntee, Lavin. Who else? Uh, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Shane McEntee, yeah, yeah, that's three, it. Yeah. Three. Three. Right. Okay, yeah, we're sure. And, 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 and like Nafina have two, so. Yeah. Um, it's a real interesting one um, Brian Kelly yeah um, I can see if one or two people maybe not talking too much to each other this week um, Dan Queenie has very close connections in Dunbyne um, Shane Walsh will lined at a corner for earlier in the year and did really well against Colin Kills Ethan Devine in around the middle of the field huge presence Dudley Farr to be fair has Nafina flying they were very impressive early on the championship. Very, just probably the experience done by and have will be crucial. It'll be interesting to see what Stuart Lowndes be available. I know they're going through a tough time at the moment and our thoughts are with him and his partner. So mm-hmm. if he's available, that would be a huge boost for them by. Uh, Kieran Flynn, you have a couple of comments in. Some interesting things. Carl Faden was involved in the county setup at some stage as well a few years back. Uh, Liam Byrne and uh, Liam Ryan. I'm not Liam Ryan. Sean Ryan. Sean Ryan. Uh, we're in the twenties as well this year, yeah. So he's suggesting that the moment have too much overall, but then the Dudley Fire Factory, Jamie Queen, a few wily old veterans there too that could upset it. This one I'd be very close to draw, but I'm going St Peter's. I am going against the grain with this, and I'm going Nafina, and I think that Shane Walsh, after the two weeks that he's after having with Mead, is going to be the dominant player in this game. Um, if he can do that, what Lavin marking him potentially? Yeah, um, I just think that uh, I think that. The that Nafina, this is their day to cause an upset. Uh, what are um Dumboyne, I think, are a fabulous, fabulous team. They've had a very, very tough year, um, with players gone and players not available and the whole lot. And I know they're getting a lot of players back now at the minute, but it's very hard to get them straight back in and get uh, the cohesion right. 
I'm going to go, and I love Dunboyne, I love watching Dunboyne, I think they're a fantastic team, but I'm going to go with Nafina win here, because I just think that Dunboyne are just a little bit rusty at the minute, um, so I'm going to go with Nafina win, and that's a, a big call, that's the whole three championships uh, taken care of now, lads, Um I'm sure we've gone against each other in a good few of them, um, and I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of them wrong. Um, but it goes and it makes for interesting reading next week when we look back through our uh, predictions. David Rispin, you're going to correct these and you're going to bring them back to us yeah. uh, next week. I ju- and sorry, just just to put in, um, you know, the the championship does start Thursday night with Ultons and Minority. So people have, I think, between now and half seven on Thursday to get their predictions in. The easiest way for people outside of probably my locality is to go on to mega.predictions.com um, and get their predictions in and get them registered. You'll get a full receipt of your predictions and uh, you'll get a big thank you and hopefully you'll get a share of 200 euro at some stage as well. Absolutely. And uh, it's it, it's great that the, the, the prediction sheets are back in the house um, because that means one thing and that means that the championship is back in full flight in Mead. Um, lads, it's been... Like to think that me just finished last Sunday and we're going straight back into championship. When was the last time that uh, there was such a short gap between Mead playing in the All Ireland uh, uh, Championship series and the club championship starting a week after? We've had we've had breaks of five and six and seven weeks between me going out of the championship and the club championship starting back. And I think this is just absolutely brilliant. It shows that me football is back on an upward curve and that we can uh, compete with the best of the uh, teams in the country. And hopefully we'll see that in Division 1 next year. But also, it means that uh, while we've had a great year, that we can start concentrating on the club scene and get out. Get out to your club grounds. Get out to your club matches next weekend. There's going to be... Festival of Football all weekend with junior, intermediate and senior as well as reserve championship football games and everything going on. It's going to be uh, back in full flight so get out and uh, support your teams. Kieran Flynn from the County Board, have you any other business for us? Just that old Royal House draw is, is, is still rolling. The 28th of September is coming around for the next draw. So make sure you get your tickets at royalhousedraw.com. You can get them from every single club in the county. It says you have a massive ch- chance to win a house, of course, which is a massive thing. But then again, you're supporting your club and you're supporting the rebuild of the stadium. So. Brian Kelly from the uh, Minor County Board. Have just you any further A few business? results and a few fixtures, just, just to very quickly run through. Um, in the Minor Football Summer League Division 1 final tonight, Summerhill beat Simonstown in Summerhill. In the Group A Harlan final on Friday, Colleen Langwood beat Trim. Group B Harlan on Friday... St Peter's Dunvine beat Ratmaline and Ratmaline. Last Tuesday, Dunshockland were beaten by Navan O'Mahony's in the Group C final. Bechtif Dunsany were beaten by Ballinlock in the Group E final. And I know Ballinlock were delighted that Mr Dunsany here in Flynn presented the trophy to them. In Group B, St Dalton's Cardown Gales, Round Towers were beaten by a pint by Dunhamar Ashburn. And in Group in Group F, it was great to see Ray Kenny who hadn't fielded in the Spring League fielded and beat Dunderry by two points in the final. And then in Group D, Ballinabracky wait for scoring on this one. Beat Wolf Tones by 10 goals and 17 points to 6 goals and 14 after extra time. It was supposed to be a thriller. Yeah, your average game of football there, 10 goals and 17 points and well done to Ballinabracky. No, no 15 men behind the ball there for Ballinabracky. Anyway. <laughs> well, and there wasn't from Wolf Tones. They were ahead of the ball. <laughs> and then the Minor Harland Championship 
uh, throws in this week. Um, Ratot v Trim was probably the highlight in Division 1. They met in the Spring League final with Trim winning out. Kilmeston played Kildalki. Uh, that's meant to be a home game for Kilmeston, but their pitch is closed, so it's in Kildalki. Um, Clannagale, who won the Division 2 league in the spring, they host Klein Longwood. And then in Division 2, Rat Malign meets St. Peter's Dunbine for the second time in five days. Nafina play O'Mahony's Wolf Tones and Dunderry play Kiltail. Excellent. So that is uh, all the fixtures there from the Minor County Board um, covering under 12 right through to to under uh, 25 or 75. something. So it was. We've got all the fixtures. Just one more comment in there. Uh, just a few people, just as we're winding off here, just a few thank yous. So Keith said, uh, fantastic shows, always has really enjoyable. Rose Hill said, great show. I think Carl McBrady had something in there as well saying, thanks very much for a great show as well. So, Brilliant stuff. Here as Absolutely, and just again, just to remind our listeners uh, to let you all know that from next week, we're delighted to be bringing Mead GA supporters a new service called Loyal Royals. If you want reaction from the club championship matches at all grades with exclusive post-match interviews, the Loyal Royals podcast is for you. For less than the price of one pint and with no hangover, you can get a month's worth of exclusive Mead GA information. We'll bring you full details on next week's podcast. That uh, new service will see you getting three podcasts maybe two three podcasts a week we will still be doing the we are mead um uh, podcast as we normally do on uh, periscope but this is just going to be added service uh, for all our listeners during the week we want to thank you all to for listening and uh, remind you that you can get us on all platforms now we are on soundcloud and then you can get us on TuneIn. you can get us on go loud you can get us on um uh, iTunes, you can get us uh, on Spotify, you can get us on, you can get us on all Google, uh, uh, you can get us on Google Podcasts, you can get, we're everywhere, Kieran Flynn, isn't that right? Wherever, as, I, as I said here, I think my, one of my first podcasts with you last year was like, if you want, you probably could follow us on the street or follow us on <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you can follow us anywhere and uh, don't forget, we are Mead, why it matters more. <laughs>